season. Uh, yeah, welcome to Wrexham player. Welcome to full commentary of Dorking Wanderers against Wrexham. Ah, remarkable fixture when you think about it, and we'll reflect a bit more on uh, Dorking as a club because their achievement in being in this league is remarkable. But we have a job to do. We have three points we need to get, and so let's have a look through it. I'm Mark Griffiths, and joined by Bill Long and Neil Williams, and we'll be taking you through this match. Remember, you can get in touch using the hashtag AskWrexham. That's A-S-K-W-X-M on Twitter. We'd be delighted to hear from you with any comments or questions. And, of course, we're particularly delighted all our uh, new supporters across the, the pond and all around the world, you know, often... I guess our commentaries and podcasts are the first chance you get to, to really get a, a proper contact with the club after watching Welcome to Wrexham. And so we'd be delighted to hear from you. By all means, tell us where you're listening from. Um, we'll send a magnum of champagne to the most exotic spot. Um, oh, oh. Yeah, but they can make it up as well, couldn't they? They could say, well, I'm, you know, in the Bahamas or something. Could we... Could we clarify that? For those of you who haven't worked out the team roles, I'm the commentator, Bill is the analyst, and Neil is the cynic. <laughs> no, uh, you're quite right. So I'll need geotagging on any uh, anything that you claim. Uh, somebody came up this week who said they're in Alaska, and they're now supporting Mexico. Oh, fair play. Yeah. And Alaska, that's a long way off. Do you know? <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, capital. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm here all week. Um, that's the level of awfulness you'll get from me throughout the season I'm so sorry um, just to cover that Neil as well um, the magnum of champagne offers not apply to residents United Kingdom you must be 100 or over to enter just, just so you're aware <laughs> well, of that years old yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. so well, I reckon there was a guy the other day I saw 110 diving in the sea but, but did, he, did he come up with a Wrexham beach towel no then I'm not too threatened by him <laughs> anyway we better get down to business the teams one change to the Wrexham side and it is that Mondi's come in at left hand side Jacob Mondi um, I'm, I'm sticking to Mondi until I'm told definitely otherwise uh, he replaces Callum McFadden in this regular change at left wing back which we seem to be seeing the rest of the side is exactly the same so it's Mark Howard in goal as the teams are now coming out Wrexham in their all blue away kit uh, Dorking Wanderers in their kit of red and white stripes and blue shorts which is a bit Atletico Madrid although if you're a real La Liga stickler I'd say it's more sporting hee-haw in terms of the shorts but uh, yeah as the teams come out Mark Howard's in goal for Wrexham same back three then Max Cluith Ben Toza making his 50th league appearance for Wrexham and Aaron Hayden. The wing-backs Mundy on the left and Anthony Ford on the right. In midfield, Luke Young, Jordan Davis and James Jones who makes his 250th career league appearance. And up front, of course, Paul Mullin and Ollie Palmer. On the bench for Wrexham, Rory Watson, McFadden, uh, Jordan Tunnicliffe, interestingly, Elliot Lee and Sam Dalby. As for Dorking, who started the season terrifically but have had a couple of heavy defeats, although I, I must say their last loss, 4-1 at home to Boreham Woods, they did let in a couple of goals very late on when they were chasing the game, so maybe that's a little bit harsh on them, the final scoreline. They've made three changes from that game and I'm interested to see how they line up because I'm wondering if they might have changed from a three at the back to a back four. So. I'm going to read it out as if it was a back three, but then I'll talk you through why I think it might not be as well. Slavonmir Huck is their Slovakian goalkeeper. 
Then if it's three at the back, I think it'll be Luke Moore, Ed Harris and Barry Fuller, the captain, coming back from injury. The wing-backs, Niall McManus on the right, Bobby Joe Taylor, very progressive on the left. Jack Jeb and Dan Gallagher, Conor Gallagher's brother, in the centre of midfield. And then Ryan Seeger trying to get forwards to support James McShane and Alfie Rutherford. McShane of five goals in six games this season. Rutherford, a very interesting character, I'm sure we'll get back to later, who has been tracked by Portsmouth. So, their subs, Sam El Abd, experienced defender, Nick Wheeler, Jimmy Mott, Harry Ottaway and Dan Quick. So, as the teams are preparing, I mean, it's amazing the distance Dorking have travelled. 12 promotions in 21 completed seasons. And in a way, it's 12 out of 20, because their first season they were playing in the Crawley Local League and there was no way to be promoted. It's astonishing the progress they've made. They are a club to admire, I think. Isn't the owner the manager as well? Yeah, the owner is the manager. He was also one of the founders. He was, yeah, yeah. Um, it is a, a brilliant story. Often people exaggerate these tales, but honestly, this is genuinely a case of a bunch of mates deciding to start a footy team to kick about in the local league and then it going all the way up to now being part-time and playing against a team of the stature of Wrexham. They've risen like a you know a kid letting go of a helium balloon yeah. and it's just gone skyrocketed into, yeah. the, into the air. Fair play to them. And my understanding, no money behind it. Just pure hard work, volunteering. There's no sugar daddy. As we get underway, straight away, and Wrexham knock it long. Palmer heads it inside. Mullen beaten to it by Moore, who looks to be playing in midfield, so it might well be a, a 4-4-2. Hooked back towards the edge of the area once more and clears and here now is Young working it wide to the right hand side the ball moves quite slowly I want to talk about the pitch in a sec Hayden stands up a diagonal Mondi heads it into the goal mouth easy for the keeper to take I'm a bit worried having seen the pitch now it's 4G I don't agree with all the sort of oh 4G it's difficult to play on it should be a perfect surface but what I noticed in the Bourne Wood game and I'm noticing now there's too looks to me like there's too many of those black row balls on it and yeah, they're spurting up, aren't they, as yeah. soon as it hits the ground. And the balls, as a result, the ball doesn't roll quickly, and it's, the pitch is quite spongy. As Wrexham again are coming forward, Jordan Davis now helps on to Kluwer, who plays the edge of the area. Mullen's got a chance, hits it, but it wide! About a foot wide, you could see from where all the black plume of those dots came up. But that's a good start for Wrexham. Yeah, good start for them, it's like again, but they need to get on the track for attempting to go against them. And trying to relax a little bit. Well, we scored after 88 seconds last match and we went close within a minute that time. Mullen, good effort. That was right to win it back again. It's a strong start. Poked four forwards by Young is plumped out. It goes for a throw against Rex and Mullen did well to get a challenge in on Fuller. And the amount of those black balls that flew up then when they, it was like they were sliding in the sea, wasn't it? Just, well, wow, there's going to be some spectacular pictures coming from Gemma Thomas of the media team, I think. Especially that fence that's uh, on that side of the pitch as well. A fantastic the, fence oh. instead, of, instead of a proper stand. But <laughs> so the ball stood up by Fuller towards the edgier area. He's looking for Seeger, but it'll be easy for Young. Oh, it isn't. He tried to run out and Seeger's managed to keep it in. Mondi gets a tackle in. And there's a chance maybe to cross from the right. Fuller sweeps it in, flicked across the face of the ball, but it's easy to deal with as it rolls out for a goal kick. Um, the, the fences, I mean, it's a very small setup at Dorking, maybe we should mention that. It's got a wooden fence around the edge, and, and that's essentially it with just a couple of steps or even no steps in the terrace. Last season, there were only two sides. So there's one little stand, and they've, they've, 
they've basically put the, the fence back about five, six foot in order to let them put a couple of steps in so that they can now have fans around all four sides. Otherwise, they wouldn't have let them come up into the National League. Nantwich? Yeah. Yeah. More basic, perhaps. The stand is back header comes in from Fuller behind the goal that Dorking are defending. There's goalkeeper Huck that's dangerously close to walking out the box or the ball in his hands. He then does roll it out and it's rolled across to the left hand side where they can bring the ball clear. It's young, experienced holding midfielder. In the centre of the pitch digs out a pass over to the right hand side for Fuller, the skipper. He plays it down the flank, McManus pops it back inside, Moore stepping up into midfield again, floats it over the top, Cluworth deals with that well, it's headed back in towards the edge of the area, and Cluworth's tackle this time is not so decisive, and there's a possibility that maybe a ball can be swept in, but good defending again by Mondi forces the ball out for a full direction. The ball moving so slow on the pitch, yeah. isn't that? I know you've already mentioned it, but it's really, it's really noticeable. Seems, yeah. It's a certain advantage knowing this pitch is going to play like this as a throw-in's taken and headed partly away by Harris. Young does well just to nod it backwards and it's smacked over the top by Gallagher. That'll be a throw to Wrexham. 15 yards out, left-hand side. True. As this ball's thrown down the line, headed up in the air rather. Stretch by James Jones, but he doesn't win the ball back. He gets a challenge in, throwing to Wrexham on the halfway line, left hand side. Thrown quickly down the line. Mullen brings it down, but he can't play it off. Harris have a good challenge. Wrexham trying to force the ball over to the flank. Bobby Joe Taylor intercepts. They like tucking their foot wing backs in. As Taylor knocks it over the top again. Awkward bounce for Hayden. He's lost the ball. It's worth chasing the ball when you're not going to get there first because the bounce deceived Hayden then. It just bounced up into his body. He lost it. Yeah, exactly. Luckily for Wrexham, they're shape right and Dawkins had to go backwards. And so now it's back with Ed Harris in his own half. He stands her up over to the right-hand side looking for Fuller. He's been busy from right back early on. He feeds it inside, more now. Lifting it down the right flank, it'll intercepted again by Mundy. Mullen won't be able to keep that in, throwing the halfway line. It's a Dorking after a strong start by Wrexham, it's all gone a little bit scrappy. Yeah, it's a brilliant story of, of Dorking, how they've, they've climbed the divisions, it's really remarkable. And they've had to move grounds a couple of times just to keep up with their pace moving upwards. The ball's thrown down the line, Clueth heads it clear. Drops on the halfway line, hooked forwards once more by Fuller. Headed away again. This time it's McManus hooking it down the line, and again, Cluworth is there. They're really testing him out. And in the end, throwing goes Wrexham's way, 20 yards out, left hand side. But yes, they're, they're, they're well run. They're a decent bunch by all accounts. As Wrexham tries to make a few yards. Mullen turns nicely and knocks it off his man, but Harris goes well to keep his promotion. Knocks a nasty ball over the top as well. Rutherford now. Holding on to it, turns nicely, Hayden's got across, but the ball's played wide, chipped in, crucial header by Tozer, and a crucial challenge by Ford on the edge of the area. It's decent attack and play that, as the ball's gone out for a throw to Dorking, about 15 yards out. Oh, he's offside, oh, that. Deb, who ran to... I can't see how on earth that was offside. Jeb ran to keep the ball in. 
but then seemed to leave it for the throw-in. So how was he interfering? Anyway, the decision's gone against Dorking. Wrexham won't be complaining about that, but it did seem an odd one. So, Howard will restart. Seventh minute. Dorking have had some success just knocking it long. Flicked on. Carry all the way through to the goalkeeper, Hook. Immediately he's got Gallagher offering himself, but he throws in the other direction. It's picked up by Fuller, who is driving down the right-hand side, lifts it over the top of Wrexham's defence again. Rutherford again is scrapping for it. He's offside this time. Yeah, Rutherford's interesting. He was a youth player at Portsmouth. He has a, a, a heart problem, was detected, so they released him when he was 16. He's played in the lower divisions. He scored 32 goals last season. Uh, it's a huge kick by Howard. Looking to release Mullen. Doesn't work, but it's picked up again by Ford, who breaks edge of the area. Left-footed shot is blocked. Shame it was on the wrong foot there. He's won it back on the edge of the box, though. And that awkward bounce helps him. He hits another shot. Good block by Moore. Palmer now. Hall Ford takes a third shot. It's deflected over the bar. And again, a free kick's given as Palmer may be coming back to an offside position. Persistent play that by Ford. Curling at the breakthrough. I can't see how oh, this is a peculiar one that. A couple of offsides have been given. I wasn't clear who was offside from one for both sides. Here's Gallagher now is dorking and he tend to do this, pass out from the back to try to draw Wrexham's players onto them. Fuller on the right. That's McManus ahead of him. Rolls it into his feet. Nice little ball around the corner. The flick on by McShane doesn't work, but it's picked up in midfield and swept over to the left side, that's a good ball to Taylor, good tackle coming in from Ford, Taylor's dangerous, he loves to get forwards, he's done well, yeah, Rutherford, apparently, Portsmouth have been looking at him, he needs an operation in the next two years to replace a valve in his heart, but Portsmouth are looking at him, he scored 32 goals last season, throwing taken short and pop backwards, Moore's got a chance to cross perhaps, so that's have doubled up, just played back into midfield, and Jeb, Flips it down the left-hand side. That's good work by Toza. Read that well. Nipped in and dispossessed McShane before driving it long. Powerful header that to get it away though. Throw to Wrexham 30 yards out right-hand side. So Rutherford, one of a, a number of remarkable stories really in in this Dorking team. There's more I'm sure I'll bore you with as the game goes on. But that's a throw to Mullen. Lovely layoff. Now Jones helps her on. Palmer edge of the D. Running at the last defender. Hits it. Good block. Well, maybe... Maybe he should have engaged him and tried to take him on. Clueth mm. hacks it away, drops loose and Wrexham will pick her up in midfield. Wrexham just needing to, I think, get the ball down a bit and move it about. This is exactly what they're doing now. Hayden to Ford on the halfway line, pressured back into his own half by Taylor. So he goes back to Toza. James Jones lays her off. Young over the top. That's a cute idea. Palmer's on the chase. He'll be beaten to it by Gallagher. Takes a touch. He's stuck by the corner flag now, though. Palmer has uh, penalised. I thought Gallagher was knew he was stuck and went down too easily there. And the lines on right there gives the foul. I think Palmer's a bit unlucky. I think it's fair to say that Palmer doesn't get those when the same level of contact comes on to him. Yeah. <laughs> Gallagher is too, isn't he? But uh, yeah, defenders tend to get the calls, don't they? Oh, it's a good tackle on the left-hand side by Jones. He's Davis now squaring it. Luke Young driving forwards, he's got options to his right, he pulls it back to Davis, Monty's on the overlap, Davis looks for him, it's blocked, and Davis can't quite get there to win the ball back, and it's a good ball over the top, Rutherford's got McShane in the middle, well read that though, again by Toza, 
who we made man of the match on Tuesday, and he's looking very good early on. Good ball down the line too, which is helped on by Davis. Cleared out for a throw to Wrexham. Oh well, yeah, eventually. It was offside, and so Rutherford chose not to play the ball. I think the pitch really doesn't help, does it? No. At all. And, and like, like you were saying, Neil, I mean, it's why do clubs bring these in when they have to rip them up? But I would argue it's quite cute from a tactical point of vantage. This is a genuine. I don't think these pitches are as important as some people say in terms of changing the nature of the game. But I think when it plays as spongily as this it is, as Wrexham from the throw go long, Gallagher covered round the back and brought it down nicely, and Dorking feed it down the flank again, looking for the time for Seeger. Smashed away by Wrexham. Palmer beaten in the air and Dorking man goes down holding his face referees get stop play Harris it is who certainly looking like he's in discomfort as we have to look on the monitor at the replay of it and uh, nothing in it I don't think I mean he may well have caught his face with his arm to be fair but Palmer certainly didn't seem to be aiming at him Fuller and Moore are complaining to the ref as Harris is treated they look to be taking the treatment seriously, so I'm, I'm quite sure he did take him off, but not deliberate. Hmm. Yeah, so, so Dawkins' manager, like I say, uh, Mark White, I believe, have, in, my son was showing me on Twitter this morning, or this afternoon, there was a, a pub full of Wrexham fans in Dorking, and their Dorking manager came in and put a chunk of money behind the bar for all the Wrexham fans to have a drink. And there was that fantastic video, I'm sure you've seen as well, before the match, uh, well, a couple of days ago, where he made a really impassioned defence of Reynolds and McElhenney, saying some people are jealous of Wrexham and it's nonsense. These are owners who want to come in and do good for the club and the community. Why the heck are people trying to be difficult about them? Um, it was it was very well put. I think it's interesting, isn't it, because I've read a few articles mm. now, maybe trying to take an edgy point of view, but quite often ill-educated sort of accusing yeah. Rob and Ryan of, of doing it for some kind of exposure like we were talking before <laughs> they've got enough exposure they don't need us do they and secondly you know they're, they're maybe not seeing the, the good in the community that they have done yeah oh absolutely charity work yeah. and things like that and I think as well although some loud voices as Harris is, is okay to continue and Rex and resume loud voices might be critical but I think most football fans are quite happy for us and that they they see us as a decent club who <laughs> should be getting out of there is ooh talking they're playing around at the back it's, we're in danger of playing themselves into trouble more with any end with a hurried clearance young intercepts it well put a lot on that ball to the right but it's a good ball he's found forward in space and he sweeps across to the far post Palmer free header just wide oh it was a hard one to control it was coming at him fast and high and 15 yards out and he just put it wide it was a great effort wasn't it yeah, fantastic effort, and I think that's you know another example. They're going to be able to play the ball like that, and it's mm. just stopping dead on the pitch, isn't it? So it's, yeah. it's actually working quite well for the wingers. Yes, that's true, actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I, I think they realise this, and they they're chasing the ball eagerly. Dorking because they know what to expect. They're actually win the ball back. A Palmer under pressure holds it up nicely. Good feet and dinks a ball across to the right. That's a lovely piece of play. Hayden now has got Ford on the overlap. Hayden through the middle charges up. My hitters it here. He gets to the edge of the area. Stands up across. It's a bit behind Mullen. He can't control it and it's hacked clear for a throw to Wrexham. And this is Toza's first chance to hurl something in. I thought watching them play against Borenwood, don't let it bounce at the back. 
yeah. their defenders got into trouble letting it bounce at the back just for the reasons you're saying though well let's not let a toes throw bounce at the back <laughs> must be what what mark white's been saying to them very eagerly because he's got a chance here from level the edge of the box but just did a little bit of space to run up to not a big run up slings it to the edge of the box and it's a six yard box more smuggles it away in the end picked up nicely by davis a uh, young toza can cross pulls it back instead to young and young drills it in the goal mouth and easy take for the keeper target, shot target. yeah maximum they're asking yeah. questions yes you know something i do criticize them enough you know they don't take many shots mm. outside the box at the moment so it's Dawkins coming down the right-hand side, lifting a poor ball over the top. Easy for Howard, <laughs> who even then carefully watches it. On Ask Wrexham, Sir Paul the Book Guy Alves is listening from Toronto, Canada, while waiting for his jersey to arrive. Let's hope it's in the post. Maybe it's maybe it'll be wrapped around a magnum of champagne, eh? <laughs> As here's Moore. Wrexham midfield a little deep. Moore's able to square it across to the right-hand side. Fuller, back inside again. Two more. Wrexham hold their shape well, good foot in in the end by Jordan Davis, Wrexham pressed as a unit, something they didn't always manage to do on Tuesday of course, and that's decent work, throw in to Dorking, blind ref, that's Mike the ref 1974, says I'm up in Bakeup assessing the ref, so I win, <laughs> they'll be back shouting at the ref at the race course, and we'll collect then, <laughs> make it Wrexham Lager instead please, a magnum of Wrexham Lager, can such a thing be even imagined? <laughs> <laughs> Throw into Dorking anyway. Referee slowed it down there to talk some players, but didn't. Wasn't really obvious why. I'm sure that uh, Mike the ref will be furious and <laughs> scribbling down notes. Throw in taken, Monday heads it partly away. Davis tries to keep it in, but can't because a bit of cute play in behind him, just to sort of nudge him slightly and knock him off balance by McManus. So throw to Dorking, about 20 yards out, right-hand side. Throw into the corner of the box and brought down neatly. Ball comes back again, plumes of those little red, red rubber balls. Ball swept to the edge of the area. Good touch, that by Seeger. He works it wide, chance for a cross. First time ball comes in, it loops to the far post. Rutherford's kept it alive and it's picked up on the edge of the area and squares. Ball dug out by Jeb, well intercepted, that by Ford. And now maybe Rexham can come forwards, James Jones. Let's Ford take over, deep in his own half. Wrexham, are they going to go long? Yes, they're not going to try and pass their way through the press. Hayden's long clearance sits up nicely for Taylor to thump clear. It's helped on, and this time Hayden was there. The massive volleyed clearance headed away by Gallagher. Then Moore has to intercept on the edge of his, uh, in front of his defences. It goes backwards, and Gallagher, well, pulls off a, a spectacular turn. He was the last defender, and if he got that wrong, Mullen was coming in for the challenge and would have been in. Taylor, decent-looking diagonal. Mondi's done well, just nudges his man and heads it clear. That's good. But McShane will come forwards again down the right-hand side. Drills in the cross. It's blocked up comfortably by Young, who brings her under control and stands her up. Looking for James Jones. For once, Jones beaten in the sprint. Usually midfielders can't get quicker than him, but he's beaten to it, and Dawkin have it at the back again. 18th minute, still no score. Ball's picked up on the right by Fuller. Prods the ball forwards. It's laid off in the end by McShane. Too much on that, and even with this slow running pitch, Tozer's in control, isn't he, as he runs the ball out of play. It's 0 0 here. There's Mike Betts 
says let's go and get three more points he's listening uh, live in Indianapolis excellent <laughs> Roy Cuffin does alum rock in Birmingham count <laughs> it counts you know um, yeah yeah but it counts as everyone you know if you don't buy a ticket you can't win the lottery as Wrexham was scrapping in midfield and in the end Jordan Davis concedes a free kick it'll be uh, floated in dangerously Howard takes that well <laughs> Roy Cuffin having said he's an Alan Rock says never mind the champers the stab fest would be good <laughs> fair enough <laughs> I drove round Chester today with three Wrexham programmes proudly on display on the back seat how brave am I Massive kick by Howard, Palmer's underneath that and tries to help his own son and Mondi's scrapping for it on the left hand side, who'd that come off last? Uh, Mondi by the side, by the judgement of the referee, throwing 20 yards out from their own goal left on the right. Rural Detectives asks, how did Dior Angus go up a division and is it true his agent is Dynamo the, the magician? Well I think you may have answered your own question there, we'll have a quick chat about that in a little bit, because it is a fair question, Dior Angus who couldn't get to our team has gone up. To lead two as Wrexham win a throw and take it quickly. By the corner flag, Mullen is surrounded, does well to dig it out for Mundy, level the edge of the box. He pulls it back into midfield. Jordan Davis now can set himself back to Mundy. He's got time to measure across, stands her up towards Palmer who jumps and scores! Yeah! Ollie Palmer scored in three consecutive games and they stood off Mundy and were punished severely. Mundy's first assist for Wrexham. And he just, he just had enough time to look up, see where Palmer was, and just lift it in there for him to attack. He wasn't worried about skidding it onto his head. He just wanted to give Palmer something to hit, didn't he? No, it's a beautiful ball, wasn't it? You know? It was. It was, great, I mean, it was a great lofted ball. You mm. know, normally the, you know, you tip him from the wing there, and they, they flighted in really quite low and fast, but that was just lofted. And yeah. Because of Palmer's height, he got up above the defender, and, you know, just had enough to pass the keeper. Great, great work, though. Well, Mullen did well to keep it alive in the first place. He was surrounded by defenders by the corner flag, but he kept his cool, worked it back. And yeah, Mondi, just the smart thinking, it reminds me of um, Callum McFadden's debut in that, remember, he, he had two assists by just knowing that if you stand there up and give Palmer a 50-50 to fight for, close to goal, there's a fair chance that'll end up being a goal. Especially in this level, I mean, he's so, so quality, Ali Palmer. Mm. Some would say the best on earth. Oh, without question. <laughs> as Hayden comes forwards and works it out wide he's straight down the middle like Keir Starmer I will resurrect <laughs> the Ollie Palmer rap I will resurrect that Toza lifting it forwards Wrexham a bit of a spring in their step now not much spring on the pitch as the ball just sits up dead in front of Bobby Joe Taylor whose uh, latest country and western album will be out at the end of the week he plays a poor switch which Fuller can only thump down the line for Clueth who then miscontrols and tries to launch it away and it's just about stayed in has it not in the end it goes out Mullen was fighting for it so um yeah ooh as Wrexham are just delighted with the fact that they've got that goal and oh, it's, it's the perfect start for a, a game like this where as Bill said you really want to take the initiative and yeah, get a I mean, grip it, it, it's you, you know you've, you've got to, with teams like this you can't give them too much time on the ball can you because once they grow a bit of confidence uh, they're going to come and attack you mm. 
I just realised that Michael Ref is actually assessing a ref in Bake Up. I thought he was sort of using his mind to assess the ref here, who halfway through the first half thus far has done nothing wrong, as far as I'm concerned. Long ball forwards by Fuller again. They're very progressive the way they look to play, with these quite wide back three, and the wing backs really pushed up the pitch or tucked into the fan in front of them. Here is Fuller again coming forwards and squaring it. Moore might have a chance to hit this. He pulls it back instead. Wrexham defending the deep in midfield and then Fuller. Oh my word, I don't know what that was, but he's driven it as and gone through. As uh, Mike Campbell's asking, what did they do to the pitch in Dorking? Asking for me and the rest of my US friends. Listening from Portsmouth, Virginia. Okay, uh, that's not the Portsmouth that Alfie Rutherford is rumoured to be going to, by the way, <laughs> just so we all know. All right, well, basically, it's not a grass pitch. It's artificial turf. It's 4G. It's rubber pitch. It's not rubber. Well, the goals would be rubber. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. breaking forwards. Oh, it's a good interception. And then Moore is dispossessed. Oh. Ah, look, Mullins offside and knows he can't chase it. Jones forces the keeper to clear it hurriedly. It'll be a throw to Wrexham. Yeah, so it's, so it's artificial turf with the rubber balls... Are, in, are sprinkled on it, yeah. and they basically help to keep the blade, the blades of grass apart, and different things like that, and all sorts of technical stuff. I've never seen one like this, but like Dawkins, and it was the same last week when I watched their game. Uh, the throw-in's taken. Palmer lays the ball back off, and now he's Cluworth driving forwards. Come back to that point in a second. Mondi chance to cross again. They get tighter to him this time, but he's coming and found Palmer, and Palmer hits it. Great block, that Davis tries to win it back. Mondi now drives in the shot. Yeah! Yeah! Oh, what a goal! What a goal. Brilliant what stuff from Mondi. He's got an assist and a goal in the first 24 minutes. Uh, they, they were quicker to pick him up then, but it was a good ball in. Palmer's shot blocked, and then good work to, to keep it alive and find Mondi. And he smashed it in, and this is thus far going kind of well. I'd agree with you, Mark. At the moment, <laughs> you know, talking about the, the moments, but you know, they haven't troubled to keep it too much. You know, they haven't found that killer punch in the long ball. Mm. They've gone for the, the, the clip over the top, which the majority of them being pretty poor, but uh, we've defended really well. Davis did well to keep it alive. And that lovely to yeah. be on the edge of the box, didn't he? And he just Tobuster. lofted it. Yeah, just launched it from the edge of the box. Yeah. Inside the right post, lovely finish by Mondi. Davis scrapping, created the loose ball, and Mondi just nailed it. Yeah, he's done really well to mm. work that through the fence as well, isn't he, in all fairness? So. What a man. Yeah, lovely stuff. Brilliant start by him. Um, and I'll get back to the pitch in a second, but this is quite <laughs> fun, isn't it? Wrexham two up after 25 minutes, a good fast start. Yeah, the thing is that the throw ball goes out for a throw into Wrexham from the kickoff. Um, there's a hell of a lot of these rubber balls. I've never seen so many. And it's, it's almost like playing football on sand when they kick well, the ball there, bouncing as the throw in drops for Mullen. It's, it's hitting the ground and, and a plume of them are coming up. Mullen with an ambitious Ooh. shot from 35 yards. And keeper took it easily. Yeah, he but just, he didn't get hold of it, did he? But the confidence yeah. is there, isn't it? Yeah. As now, here come Dorkin again, but it's well read by Hayden, he smashes it out. Yeah, it, the effect it's having on the pitch is the opposite of what you expect on, on these artificial pitches. The, the benefits of these pitches is that you know they should play well. You, at this level of football, you're going to get some clubs who can't spend money on ground staff and the pitches get very muddy in the winter and, and roll slowly whereas artificial turf should be perfect all the time but they put so many of these rubber balls on that it actually is playing like a very muddy pitch almost and I'm sure it's deliberate because it, it's peculiar circumstances that, that benefit them you know the, the away team aren't used to it as, 
Fuller goes long to the edge of the area, but Kluwer, who seems to be getting targeted, is doing the things very well at the moment. He heads it away, then when the ball comes back and he wins a loose ball, Namondi under pressure, very coolly pulls the ball back and then knocks it off his man. Yeah, I mean, anyone who's played five or seven side in, in the UK probably played on a, a 4G or a 3G mm. pitch, and sometimes they do actually use sand, don't they? But the, yeah. the rubber ball ones, it, in my very limited experience, the ball slips really quickly, so like you say, they must be putting extra rubber balls down for it to... to so yeah. Remarkable, man. I'm just looking then closer. It might be 3G rather than 4G, which is the more basic version. Which is so the proper 4G is Wrexham take the throw and get another one and a half way line. Proper 4G turf actually looks like turf, it, it clearly is artificial, but it's got the blades of grass, doesn't it? And, and, and it does feel a bit weird, I think, to play on that. It's, it's sort of a little bit cushioned, but you get used to it. But this looks more like 3G, where it is a fairly solid surface with yeah. the, the balls, and those tend to be a harder surface, and, and therefore maybe they're using the extra balls to, to counteract that. But certainly, it's, it's playing oddly as Wrexham have restarted in Cluith. Knocks a ball looking for Mullen, who Gallagher was lucky there, and his keepers come out of the box, and Mullen ended up on the floor complaining he was fouled. Gallagher basically blocking him off so the keeper could come and claim that. I don't think it was a foul, but it was messy defending by Dorking, which they got away with on another occasion. They could have given a goal away there. As Gallagher's back on his feet now and working the ball around, having collided with Mullen. <laughs> yeah. Um, here comes up McShane now on the right-hand side, looking for options. He runs into trouble, rather. But he's played a good ball to Rutherford, who brings it down, works it wide. Chance again for McShane to cross. He pulls it inside. Moore wants it 30 yards out and centrally. Wrexham, having started so well, don't want to concede and let them back in as the ball is played into the box. But then ricochets off Seeger. Goal kicks for Wrexham. I remember playing at Harrogate a couple of years ago, and they clearly hadn't raked the rubber balls. So they had what looked like the right amount. But they settle after a while if you don't rake them in waves. And I was watching Rob Lainton very nervous on back passes because the ball would seem to be rolling truly, which it should on an artificial pitch, and then would suddenly hit one of those little waves and would hop up at him. And he had to be careful, you know, if he took a swung and the ball hopped, it would go over his foot and be a goal. Um, it seems mad that a professional level, that kind of thing, is not regulated to some degree. Yeah, 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 true. There's Dorking have it now in midfield. Wrexham leading 2-0 in the 29th minute, an excellent start. As the ball now is with Bobby Joe Taylor. I don't know why I enjoy saying it. There's a certain music in his full name, I think yeah. that's why I'm saying it. <laughs> Gallagher, <laughs> allowed a bit of space, drives forwards and works it across. It's popped off of the right-hand side again and helped on by McShane. Fuller joins in on the right-hand side, but Wrexham are, are keeping their shape pretty well here and inviting Dorkin to take a chance with the ball, which they do in the end, and Wrexham win it back and it's smashed away. I mean, in the end, Fuller trying to dribble past two men, which is difficult in the best of circumstances, but when the ball's holding up on this little bench, it is very, very difficult, and he just couldn't take the ball with him cleanly. It looks like playing on a very wet pitch, yeah. it's really odd because they're deliberately doing it. But then again, let's look at it this way. It's the same for both teams. It's the same for both teams, but they're used to it. So they'd like it from that point of view. Jeb has done well here, feeds it inside into the hole. It's worked across to the right-hand side and chance for a cross, perhaps, as Fuller comes in. No, he's squared it instead. And here now is McShane. He'll work it out to McManus. McManus level the edge of the area, taking on Mondi. Good tackle by Mondi. What a good start he's had. And he knocks it off McManus easily. Yeah, he's looking very sound, isn't he? Very sound. 
Oh, 100%. It really is looking decent. Some of the stalking have had to make an early substitution because I'm, I'm sure it's Jimmy Mott on the pitch there. Everybody knows Jimmy Moss, of course, don't they? I recognise this. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Known as Scooby in the changing room. As the balls work backwards. <coughs> and Fred over to the left-hand side. Chance now for Mott to take on his man. But he works it back into midfield. And Dawking recirculates again. Taylor sweeps a good ball in. Good header by Tosa. Chance for another cross this time. As McManus takes on Mundy. Mundy stays on his feet well. Davis tries to help and cross comes in. Easy for Howard to take, though. It's a uh, good little spell, this, for Dorking. They're not breaking us down. They're not making chances. As Cayley, of course, who's a regular listener. Hi, Cayley. Good morning from, oh, the French bit of Indiana. Coeur d'Alene. As the ball's not long. And it's very long. And Mondi is very high at the pitch and makes a loose ball. James Jones after it. Just beaten to it by Moore, who clears the halfway line. And now here come Dorking once more. It is a good spell, this. And that's a nice pass out wide as well. To the right-hand side. Chance for a cross now. McManus has got bodies in the box. Pulls it back for Moore. Moore, 35 yards out. Helps it on for Fuller. And he pays it backwards. They're really holding on to this ball before crossing it. They work it into the box. And then it's fed back out again. Fuller level the edge of the box helps it on time to measure across now swept in easy header for Clueth now Palmer's come back to defend and help out but he's penalised for handball he, he tried to hit the ball in his body it bounced up awkwardly and the referee says handball Palmer's not arguing too much about it and so it's a free kick in a possible shooting position it's about 25 yards out but Palmer I think a little unlucky I think Very it bounced much. up into his armpits Very more than his, on his arm it was on the blind side from the ref. He was quite close in. He's lifted his arms there to try and get them out of the way, isn't he? It's yeah, kind of, yeah. It's kind of it in. He's just trying to get his balance, isn't he? And he's a bit unlucky there. So shooting position. Jeb is spotting it up. Moore is there. And Taylor. See, Taylor hit some free kicks. Wrecks him over a four-man wall. Referee gives the go-ahead. Shoving on the edge of the wall as Jeb hits it over the wall, but straight down the throat of Howard. Easy save and small alarm is passed sorry we're not getting back to Ask Wrexham very much Mark Barnes you've got to look on Twitter if you want to ask Wrexham is the Dorking pitch worse than Andorra's in 2014 lovely picture of a sliding tackle similar, yeah it looks very very similar ball played into the hole Mullen pops it off nicely James Jones works it to the right hand side Ford now cuts inside Mullen still wants it central and receives it. He's dropped deep to link play up. And he tries to play an ambitious ball and finds Mondi. Round the back of the fence, shoots. Oh, that's a good save. That was a lovely, patient move by Wrexham. And Mullen pulled the trigger. Brilliant pass. And he hit it well, didn't he? Keeper stood up well, though, didn't he? Yeah. He's destroying them, isn't he, Mondi? Fantastic stuff. So the corner from that left-hand side will be an in-swinger from Luke Young. Rex have got Mullen on the keeper. And then a couple more big men around the penalty spot. It's Young waits for the go-ahead. Plays it short in there. I thought maybe so. There aren't that many in the box. Back to Young. He stands her up beyond the far post. And Toza jumps. Good header clear. Good Dorking think that Toza fouled in the air. Ref's not interested. Throw to Wrexham. 
about 15 yards out and Tozer is straight across to sling this one into the goal mouth so chance for him to deliver yeah, I think it's Harris has gone off the centre back who did take that heavy knock so they've had to reshuffle it's not helped them Tozer huge throw under the bar flicked on him yeah yes. about three up well, Hayden, Hayden jumped and missed it, I think. I think it's an own goal myself. Although Palmer's taking congratulations. We'll have to look in the, on the monitor for this one, but who cares? Wrexham 3-0 up already. Toza's first goal from one of his long throws of the season. And uh, here we've got the monitor up now, so let's see what happens on the replay. Toza hurled it in. And over Hayden, hit a defender and then hit more. Definite own goal. It's uh, a bit like Palmer's first goal. Oh, his goal against Gateshead. Took a double deflection off a defend off two defenders and that one did as well. It seemed to be hit a defender and then hit more and ricocheted in and, and we're piling up the own goals again for us now, all of a sudden. Three 0 up, this is good stuff. I wonder if own goal has ever been Rexham's top goal scorer <laughs> <laughs> As Wrexham are scrapping and win the ball in midfield and knock it long. And Palmer's here again. Lovely take. Beg your pardon, Mullen. He's got Palmer running ahead of him. I think he was worried Palmer might have gone offside, maybe for some reason. So he wins a throw in in the end. But um, yeah, um, well, remember that season was about three years ago when our equal top scorers all had five goals. Yeah. So one goal would have been getting towards it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't count goal. as two goals, though, does it? No. In fact, it was Palmer's <laughs> goal, wasn't it? Yeah, but um, we've definitely had a couple. Have we had three? I'll double check in a sec. You know what? I was thinking then, Neil. Just I hope no one asks me how many there've been this season because I wasn't <laughs> quite sure. <laughs> Deflections certainly helped us on Tuesday. As Wrexham come forwards again, but Young's pass is out of play. Mullen applauds the idea, but it was overhead. Uh, suddenly looking like a, a long 55 minutes left for Dorking. Oh, well. absolutely. Well, it looked like this morning, it's not all ticket, but it looked like they were going to sell out the home end and the Wrexham end was, was, it was sold out as well. So uh, that's brilliant for a club like Dorking who deserve, I would, uh, I would say, you know, all the best. You know, they're a well-run, decent club. And I'd be very happy for them to finish above some of the teams that we have to go over, <laughs> perfectly frankly. As I won't say any more than that on air, as they're working it around at the back. I'm, I'm saying absolutely nothing. I've, I've, I've spoken I've spoken too much, but wasn't it wonderful to see Dover gone there? Anyway, here, here come um, here come talking on the left-hand side. Again, I, I, I couldn't possibly comment. Ooh, Hayden, again, that pitch caused him a problem. He dealt with it well in the end. It seemed to have gone under his foot. But took a touch and got stuck under his foot, so he's able to to cope with that. Now here come Dorking again, though, through central area. And it's helped over to the right-hand side. Fuller pokes it wide and goes on the overlap for McManus, who sweeps a left-footed cross instead. And again, Cluith there, rock solid to head the ball clear. Exum's defence have so far looked good, which is also something we need to see as cross comes in again, a poor one, and it rolls out of play. All the Wrexham fans are behind Howard's goal. They'll be enjoying from a distance seeing Wrexham rack the goals up. That's a sentence I like saying. What's that? 14, 15 goals now in four games? I think it's. Ooh. Oh. Five, three, and three. Uh, yeah, and then 14. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, now you're getting me to count. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Neil? You're really testing me. Eh? <laughs> 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 
Not yeah, bad at all. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, long ball forwards and Mullin is penalised for handball. He's a bit unlucky there again. I thought, oh no, it wasn't. Yeah, there's foul against him. He may be offside as well. He received a huge kick from Howard and span and hit it. Rule detective on Ask Wrexham. Seven days gone and the four predicted at the top already. Chesterfield, Wrexham, Notts County and Solihull. Are you surprised to see Halifax and Oldham where they are near the bottom? I, uh, not personally, I, I think I called Halifax to maybe be yeah. a little bit, and well, you give a pretty detailed response on a Dragon Heart, didn't you, why Halifax might struggle this year? They have lost pretty much all their good players from last season, and on paper their replacements don't look very exciting to me, so... Mm. But they did have some nice players, didn't they, and, and they're basically, they've all been poached. As in midfield, Wrexham are patient and James Jones is really well, wins the ball, can't find a teammate, but the referee's pulled it back for a free kick to Jones. Yeah. <laughs> There's an element of illegality about that, isn't there, really? Um, this isn't Twister. <laughs> free kick on the halfway line to Wrexham. As any of our, uh, Andy Davis says, any of our newer Wrexham fans who are listening today after watching Wrexham, welcome to Wrexham, are going to think Paul Rutherford's back with us. Sadly not, I'm afraid. He's playing for Ballard, isn't he, now? Long ball forwards from the free kick. Palmer beaten to it. Some strong play in midfield by Jeb to hold on to the ball, but he has to go backwards. And when it's not forwards, Wrexham win it back. Very tight in there. More seem to go through the back of Jones. No foul given. And Dorking spread it to the right-hand side. 40th minute. Dorking nil, Wrexham three. This brings back memories of the old days of last season when we were scoring six goals in away games <laughs> as the ball is spread nicely to Bobby Joe Taylor but he's still in his own half feeds it forwards again those plumes of, of, the, of rubber pellets going up as the ball's rolled across the ground played off to the edge of the area Mundy's tackled by Jeb good work by Dawkins Cross comes in toes are massive at the near post wins that well Palmer trying to help out the defence feeds a, a flaky ball back to his box but Cluworth heads it accurately into his path and Wrexham have got three against two here Palmer can he play the right ball he's running into trouble rather and lays it off long range shot comes in and the keeper Ooh. just about grabs hold of it I think it was, was it James Jones who hit that Good distance out. But yeah, he had, he had uh, Mullen had dropped wide and given him a nice angle and Davis is up there with him as well and Palmer should have done better as the ball's not long. Tozer scrapping with McShane. Pokes it partly away and Davis will keep it in and he lifts it early over the top. It's a nice idea. Mullen's after it. Keeper comes out quickly and deals with it. But Wrexham looking threatening as well. No, we've got free I mean that's the sort of definition <laughs> of threatening to be fair but yeah that three on two break Palmer should have made more of it long ball played in Rexon's box and again Howard fields it lots of poor balls coming I, I into the box that, you know they're lacking ideas now they're thinking you know how do you get past this defence because Rexon's defence are playing really really well yeah everything they're throwing at them that, you know they're not going past us and they're, they're just lacking ideas and they're just punching that ball in mm. hoping for something basically yeah Long clearance by Howard, again, a massive kick, virtually well, it's at the edge of Dawkins' box where it's volleyed away, throw to Wrexham. Yes. Oh, Emmanuel Jimenez says, best Wrexham player of all time and why? That's our half-time chat, I reckon. Emmanuel, beautiful, I love that. Uh, Josie or Jose Denan says, Jacob Mondi. Okay, I'll get onto this in a sec. 
that much experience every week now. I'm probably wrong. There's actually some chip it in the box. Awkward one for Jones to take though, and he's run off the ball. He says we have we've had some players over the years in various ways to pronounce their names. There's another half-time chat. I'm saying Mondi <laughs> is a, a French name, and I know that Jacob is Spanish, but until I or Spanish-speaking, until I hear otherwise. I'm sticking with the original pronunciation of the name until I hear from him. Nah, I say Mendy. That's my that's, that's my that's my logic, and I'm sticking to it. Um, middle name Thursday. Uh, it was Taylor feeds the ball. Sorry about that. Yeah. It's Clueth, isn't it? You're quite right. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, that's my half-time chat over now, Neil. Well done. As <laughs> talking, they're trying to feed it forwards, but Wrexham again, just keeping their shape. And letting Dawkins pass it around in front of them and puts them in comfortable position until Clueth reads it really well and nips in in front of his man to, to nick it back. Mondi drives it long. It's a decent idea that from Mullins, but Gallagher's done well to get there and then manages to keep it in and keep the ball. I'm, I think, I'm not sure he meant that, but he, he, you know, it fell nicely for him. And now Taylor is bringing the ball out. Taylor decides not to play it forwards and finds Moore, Moore who anchors the midfield. Rolls it across the right-hand side. When Moore's got into decent positions, he's been really reluctant to play a forward pass. And I think they've suffered a bit from that, because sometimes he's got into good positions good, and wasted it. And Clueth, again, he's having a very good game. Finds Mullen, good tackle on him. Throws a Wrexham on the halfway line. We've been intersecting them really well today, haven't we, actually? Yeah. Well, I think they're passing it around in front of us a lot. And then when they feed it in, the defenders look very sharp, don't they? Just yeah, stepping they in. I mean, the slowness of the pitch surely helps. Doesn't it? You've got a bit more time yeah, to see it coming. Yeah. Yet. Ball played down the line to Palmer, who lays it off. Yeah. Maybe he's just asking him for his autograph. <laughs> Can I have your shirt after the game? Mondi heads the ball forwards. It'll go through to the keeper. <laughs> yeah, he had a good start. Maybe he's going, oh, that guy's got something. <laughs> and I'll never amount to a hill of beans. This is the closest I'll ever get to someone. He's <laughs> going to be famous. Ball played into the hole and held up really well by McShane, ball clipped across by Jeb, who's at a decent half, a tall midfielder. Set down the right-hand side, and a chance for McManus again to win at Mondi. Sweeps him across, easy to close to clear. The ball helped on so much down the right-hand side for Dorking, as Gallagher does well to get past his man, and feeds it in to McShane. Slowed play down a bit, he has, but Gallagher scoops the ball across to the left-hand side. It's helped to back to him by Jeb. There's lots of sideways passing. Wrexham's shape is good. It's played to the edge of the box. And then McShane with a hopeful ball forwards. Monty clears on a Wrexham can break. And Davis flicks it down the line. He's unlucky. But to me, that, that last 30 seconds summed up why this game's going this way. Yeah. I think Dorking are looking to move the ball around well. But Wrexham's shape is really good. And the, the players are getting it 30 yards out, looking up. And they can't see a path in. They can't see a pass an easy pass to a player so they pass it on to someone else and they may try and make yeah. a final pass and it's a yes. pass and you know they've run out of ideas and exactly the yeah and then when Wrexham gets it you see a lot of early balls forwards because I feel this team does a lot of very obvious work on the on the training ground and Davis knows there that Mullins going to pull wide on the left he's going to make that run the moment Mullins sees that Wrexham player's got in He'll make that run, and Davis knows he can just bang, hit it without looking. As the ball swept into the box, good header away again by Toza. Got to say at the start of this move, there's a clear handball by Fuller. As the ball is stuffed up to the far post, decent, headed back across the face of Wrexham's goal. Clueth there again, smashes it away, well held up by Mullen, and he launches it straight to Palmer. What a pass that is. Palmer's isolated now, 
has to hold it up and Gallagher gets a foot in Palmer though goes back and retrieves the ball in midfield and he's going to launch it long looking over the top for Mullen ooh the bounce of the pitch deceives James Jones he's fighting away though for it and it goes behind in the end of Os Mullen I beg your pardon and is that a corner no goal kick but again that, that sort of vertical bounce of the ball off the pitch it hits yeah. the ground just, just like lollops up in the air with some added time didn't catch how much was added on but the ball's played around the back of Wrexham's defence Hayden is there and is comfortable beats Rutherford to it and it's smacked away by Howard sorry I've not looked at many Ask Wrexham's half time we'll have a good long uh, chat about them as here comes more coming out from the back but yeah I do think Wrexham are a team which has passing patterns put into it and there are certain automatic movements that they're working on which means you can try and hit people early if you get it wrong, people say it's hoofball, but yeah. that pass by Davis, for example, to Mullen, it's a very effective way to get to, to get the other side in trouble. And Dorking maybe haven't quite got as much of that as they break to the edge of the area. The ball is squared on, chance for a shot perhaps, driven long and deflected over for a corner to Dorking. Powerful hit that was by uh, McShane. The deflection came on the edge of the box, so it never really threatened the goal. You can see why these are going to give some teams trouble in this yeah. league, though, can't you? Definitely. I mean, you know, we're a really well-organised outfit. That, uh, a lot of money's been spent in our squad, and we've got mm. that quality. So maybe you know, touch wood, it won't work against us today. But you can definitely see some teams who are a bit less organised will get pulled apart by the way they're playing. Yeah, exactly right. It's taken a long time over this corner. We've had two and a half minutes out of time to play it short. Plays the corner of the box. A lot of space here now for Taylor to sweep the cross in easy for Toza to get it clear. <laughs> well, yeah. It's, well, I suppose the injury to Harris, I guess, but it's a, it seems a lot. And as again, they work it down the right-hand side. McManus feeds it backwards, though, and Palmer's fighting for that in midfield. The referee doesn't allow. He doesn't like Palmer. He's given a free kick against him. That's his half. Oh, oh, that's all right. <laughs> Maybe he's not so biased. Maybe it's just me that's biased. But Wrexham certainly will be satisfied with that. It's uh, well more than satisfied with that. Let's be honest as they take a 3-0 lead into the break no mm. and I strongly agree with Bill I think that there will be teams who will find them very difficult to get past but Wrexham at the moment are, are doing a, a smashing job of it so Wrexham 3-0 up at the break I'm just checking although I think again it won't be too shocking when was the last time we scored three goals in a half in an away match? But I'm pretty sure it's Weymouth, which was fairly recent. Yeah. So April. <laughs> it's quite lovely now. You, you do these three things, like score three goals in an away half. And then when you check when it's happened last, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, fairly recently. Not bad. I mean, to be fair, we scored six goals in that half, which is hell, quite something, isn't it? I think part of the reason why there's been some negative reactions to the way we've been playing mm. is it's born out of a bit of desensitisation from yeah. From yeah. the fact that we are playing so well all the time, you know. Absolutely right. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, the, the stats bear that out. So the, the amount of poundings we've given teams is impressive. Although, and I can't remember the stat off the top of my head, and I, I, I know I won't be able to, uh, I won't have time to check it out. But Keats's last season as manager, we actually scored, I can't remember, it was one of the best seasons in our history for like games where we won by three or more goals which is slightly surprising yeah. in a way but then again I think part of the perception of Geats is, is based on like I say a perception yeah. 
more than a reality. That that team that he had that didn't make it on the last day, the team, the first two episodes of Welcome to Wrexham, um, wasn't that bad. It's, it was decent. It was just that, well, we didn't have much of a budget then, and, and Keats had to make do amends. But you know, you look at our away record. We've scored now three goals in consecutive away games. We did have a wobble, didn't we, last season, the Boreham Woods and Dagenham games, but then before that we scored six goals at Weymouth. We also scored five, wasn't it, at Aldershot, and six at Kings Lynn, three at Barnet. It's, it's crazy figures, really. <laughs> and this season we may add some more, hopefully we'll add some more in the second half. Let's have a look at some Ask Wrexhams, shall we? I've, um, so I've been... I've been remiss checking some of these, so let's get let's get back a little bit. Oh, there's lots of good ones here as well. There's uh, Stephen Green, so he's hoping for another free one. He's uh, glad to hear my lovely voice again, Stephen. Thank you very much. <laughs> as, uh, <laughs> I was talking to Che. Che had an idea after the game on Tuesday that he might do Dragonheart on his own last week and impersonate us all. And I thought this was an interesting concept, and one, I've got to be honest, and Che, who's not able to be with us today, if you're listening from Sunny Clan, did know, I've got to say, an interesting idea, but not a good idea. <laughs> so I said, well, I thought I'd better test him out, so I said, impersonate me. Then I didn't sound much like me. The words that came out were quite good, because it was all about mourning about referees. Um, so he, he understood my personality, but I was trying to say to him, I'm a sort of, I don't know, a sort of high-pitched, North Walian Fraser Crane, probably what he got aimed for with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, my lovely voice, absolutely. <laughs> he oh. is indeed listening. Ah. Live. He's, he's at, put on Ask Wrexham. Mendy lives in the Wildings Hotel. So, <laughs> I think Jay and, and his missus and the lads will be listening in. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Oh, good. Well, um, it's a. Uh, I would also say that I don't know what I was, was going to say. Something. Oh, I forgot where it was. Oh yeah, my my lovely voice. Well, like Che, I'm listening. <laughs> That's it. That's what I was saying. It wasn't worth it, was it really? No. Um, really, really wasn't worth it. I thought I had something to say, and then when I came back to it and thought I'm going to say it now, I realised just how pointless it was. And the moment had gone. I was committed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Robert David Jones says that he has it on good authority that Jeff Lang's on a golf course, which means the omens are good. He has a very good record he does, when, yes. yeah, he when he's playing golf. Wrexham tend to do well. <laughs> he said that before the kickoff, and three 0 half time. Stay on the golf course, Jeff, please. You know, you know, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, Jeff's been one of the, the, the sort of unsung signings by Robin Ryan, hasn't he? Really, <laughs> you know, it's, it's been his excellent work on the greens that have helped us to succeed. Exactly. Yeah. No question. He's, Oh, here's a beauty from Jamie T. He says he's on his way to a petting zoo for his daughter's second birthday with us in the AirPods. And it's three weeks late today. I'll be home from Baltimore for the Torquay game. That's fantastic. <laughs> so, Jamie, if you can, please come and say hello. We're in the Wrexham Lager stand. Uh, please, if you get a chance, come to the press box and... Look for the fat lads, because that'll be me. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> but, oh, that'd be brilliant, that. i got to say, though, be careful. In a petting zoo, be careful while listening to Wrexham games, because you can get a bit carried away, Where's can't you? He's a, you're there stroking a gerbil. Well, hopefully not what your expression seems to imply, Neil. 
you're, you're, you're stroking a gerbil or whatever, uh, whatever they're called in in, <laughs> in Baltimore. Uh, sorry, I was thinking of California, Jardil, and you're stroking it, and then suddenly Jacob Mondi drills it in the top corner from 20 yards, and you throw it up in the ass. And then, you get, then you, if you're not a good gerbil catcher, um, I was European gerbil catching champion. <laughs> 2013 through 15, then you've got an issue on your hands, haven't you? you well, just... in 2016. Um, well, oh, look, the, the Bulgarians were pumped full of performance-enhancing drugs. <laughs> what can I say? I mean, it was ridiculous. The size of their hands. The size of their hands. Honestly, it was wrong. And then, of course, in 2018, there was that lad with the webbed fingers that they allowed to compete. And I, I mean. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to talk about this with you. It's, it's quite traumatic. It was it was it was deeply deeply upsetting, you know. And I got Matthias Pogba to curse them, and it didn't work. <laughs> Topical. Topical. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. I'm here all all week. Please tip your waitress. Shall we go? That was for Che. <laughs> go back to football. You go, well, no, go back to Wrexham's best ever player. Good man. We have, we have got some. New listeners, and I yes. think I think this is not quite a simple thing. It's a bit like solving a Rubik's cube, isn't it? So mm. now, who's going to be crowned as the <laughs> the top player that's played for Wrexham ever? I'm getting stats up. I, I think it, it's first of all we've got to establish: are we talking about whilst they played for Wrexham or outside of that? Because I think there are players that have gone on and made achievements, you know, outside of playing for Wrexham, but were you know playing for Wrexham. Okay. Yeah, I, I think we can we can give honourable mentions to players who've achieved things outside of Wrexham. I'm thinking of Joey Jones having won two yeah, European yeah. Cups, you know. But then he'd also, no question, qualify for yeah. his performances for Wrexham as well, wouldn't he? And the nice thing with Joey, he actually started his career at Wrexham. Yes. And went on to bigger things to play for Liverpool. And, and bearing in mind what Bill was saying too, I think it's good, mm. maybe we give a little potted biography, so that's, that's perfect, isn't it, Neil? He yeah. started off with Wrexham. Made a big impact, went to Liverpool. First Welsh player to win the Champions League, although it's got to be pointed out the Champions League then was a knockout competition called the European Cup, but he's the first Welsh player to win that. Um, comes back to Wrexham, does well again for us. We have to sell him because we had financial problems in the 80s. He goes to Chelsea, who weren't as big a team as they are now, but he did famously, according to him, um, go in studs up, studs up into the shins of Ken Bates, Chester's dicey owner. Uh, in the changing room, uh, <laughs> which makes him even more of a cult figure. He went to Huddersfield, he came back for a third spell to Wrexham, and then after finishing playing, he was a coach. He yeah. yeah, absolutely. He is Mr. Wrexham, basically. Probably would have become a manager, but he didn't want to be. So there came a point where um, Dixon McNeil left, and I, I think he would the job would have been his if he'd wanted it, but he didn't want to be a manager. And likewise, when Brian Flynn left, he was caretaker manager. Actually, didn't do very well as caretaker manager. But just, but by then his mind was made up. He was saying, "I won't be sticking around even if I do well." Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about Joey, of course, and I think he's a strong contender, is his personality as well. He's a, he was a, a wholehearted on the pitch. Yeah, and a lovely bloke off the pitch. Too nice. Yeah. And there was an icon at Liverpool, even though he really spent, what, one, two seasons as a regular first-teamer. But he was seen as a hard man on the pitch, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, oh God, yeah. yeah. You, know, you, would, you, you would mess around <laughs> uh-huh. with him on the pitch, but he'd, you'd meet him in person, yeah. he's one of the nicest guys you ever meet, you know? I, I saw him give he'd a lift. fist, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He'd, to do, you know? he'd run up to the cop, yeah. it's Liverpool all from the start of every game, and he'd wave his fist to the crowd and get the fans going. And 
he then would um <laughs> he was violent <laughs> in a time when football may be allowed you to be get away with a lot more yeah. you know there's some brilliant stories about joey about him getting sent off a little at middlesbrough again joey's version of the stories are brilliantly exaggerated and his version of it was that a Middlesbrough player kicked at the Liverpool goalkeeper in a big melee and all the players were all fighting and skirmishing and Joey thought well with all this going on I can get away with this so he walked up and butted the bloke who kicked the Liverpool goalkeeper in the mouth and the referee having separated everybody out Joey thinking well they won't build felt as me um, the referee walked up to Joey and said I'm sending you off and Joey said well, well why and the ref said because I can see his teeth marks in your forehead Joey <laughs> <laughs> everybody <laughs> this is feeling like a dragon heart thing now as well isn't it um, I'm going to throw in Tommy Bamford and the reason yeah but Wrexham you know yeah, exists for nearly yeah. and I've got the stats to back myself up which are that only one player has scored over 150 goals for Wrexham and that's Tommy Bamford who scored 207 and he scored them in 241 games so, I mean, this guy was he an absolute. Well, he was from South Wales. Okay. I mean, he did live up here. In fact, I interviewed his daughter and son-in-law, who um, they're a lovely couple who used to live right behind the Macron stand, yeah. and um, they told me some lovely stories about him. But basically, yeah, I mean, he was sensational for us and went to Manchester United as a consequence of of being so good for us. Um, most goals in a season by Wrexham, 50, Tommy Bamford. Then 45 another season, then 40 another season. A mere 33, oh, only 29 that season. During the modern year then, who was the closer that number of goals scored then? Did he Well, Arvon Griffiths, 142, is second, but he played a lot of games. In fact, he was the next person I was going to say about. In the season, maybe. In terms of, oh, in a season? Okay, doke. Well, most in a season, Gary Bennett got 47, so he's second in line. Andy Morell got 39, Bennett also got 39 as well, so that's consecutive seasons when he was top scorer in the country. Graham Whittle got 35, so they're the modern examples. Mullen, of course, got 32 and missed seven games due to suspension, so he could have been up there, couldn't he? Yeah, I mean, Mullen is 11th. That, that last season, that's the 11th most of the Wrexham players scored. And I am using the whole of our history, including before Football League there. So that, that's a hell of an achievement, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, Arvon Griffiths is the other one I was going to mention in terms of he's played by far and away more games than anybody else. 721. Next bet, and, and played, went briefly to Arsenal, played for Wales, player manager when we had our best ever season. Arvon Griffiths is a, 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 he is a local guy, isn't he? From Hightown, which yeah. is where I come from as well. Arvon Griffiths and Mark Griffiths separated at birth. It's a long <laughs> labour. Took about twenty years. But, uh, I'm 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 wide rather than small, though. Aren't I? I mean, I'm, not, I'm not tall. No, but I'm fat. There's a little different. <laughs> they, um, <laughs> why do you have to talk about this next up is Gareth Davis which some of you who yeah, don't yeah. remember him as a player will know that he's the guy that Robin Ryan ensured could get to the FA Trophy final at Wembley last, uh, last season and he's got over 600 appearances and I think after him so my laptop starts messing me around after him is Alf Jones who is another local man 581 
which at the time was the most appearances ever by any football league player. And a hell of a lot of them, and I'll find it in a second, were consecutive. Alcho, sounds like the name of somebody that uh, Rocky Balboa fought at the start of <laughs> Rocky One <laughs> in a pub somewhere. <laughs> Not what that, Ricky Kelboa, who was supposed to be playing against us last week, <laughs> yeah. remember? Um, yeah, he played 236 consecutive games. That's not just the league, it's all games. He, uh, a bit of a um, Lou Gehrig sort of run for our American fans. He didn't miss a game. And remember, this isn't when football was violent. I mean, really violent. Like, didn't... like Rocky Balboa then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't miss a game from the 30th of August, 1930, to the 6th of April, 1935. That's, that's not bad, is it? That's some going. Yeah. And that was also a, a record for in, in British football, not just for Wrexham. So there's a few there. 77-78 are great season. Yeah. And so there's Mickey Thomas, who came back and scored a winning goal, an equalising goal against Arsenal. He's he's a contender, surely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's so many there, isn't there? Mm. And I, I'm always wary of comparing modern times yeah. to to olden times. You know, Tommy Bamford an absolutely amazing achievement, mm. but it was in, it was in an era when maybe teams scored more goals. Would you argue? Is that is that a fair comment? Maybe, um, but. I, I still think his achievements phenomenal. Oh, of course, I, no, I, I, absolutely no doubt about that. I'd say, I'd say maybe there were a few. Oh, I've check the facts on that, but maybe there were a few more goals per game, but not so much that it makes it a different type of game. Yeah. I'd say that club records before 1921. A lot of clubs ignore this; they don't use club records. You know, sort of, you know, before the sort of modern age when the football league gets formed. Yeah. I think if we're going to claim we've got 150 years of history, we've got to accept that. Absolutely. It goes all the way back, yeah. and there were a lot of club records formed before 1921. When, frankly, you can see that's a very different type of football. Yeah. So, so, lo- so that's why, if you look on those racks of manoracks, what I tend to do is, is sort of put a little disclaimer, like I did this week, saying these records were set before 1921. They're maybe not comparable, but they're still club records. Mm. Um, an example of that is when when he won back-to-back six goal away games, or was it, no, I think it was a home one. Well, we won. We scored six against Dover and six against Barnet, and they were consecutive home games. That's a club record since 1921. But previously, we'd done it for three home games in a row. But that was in the Welsh League, yeah. and in those days, it's 19th century. The Welsh League then was a basically a North East Wales league, yeah. and they were against like Caerguile and Penafforth, which, for those of you who aren't local, are small villages on the edge of Wrexham. As the referee is about to get things underway for the second half, I enjoyed that chat. That that does feel like a dragon hearty it sort does, of thing. It? It's probably something that we should, especially with our mm. new listeners coming in, pick up. Yeah, as away we go for the second half. Then Wrexham three 0 up at the break. Brilliantly start for Wrexham. Ball's driven long to the edge of Wrexham's area. Rutherford helps it on. A beautiful take by McShane. He tries a shot, puts it wide, comfortably wide. Howard dived for it, but I. I don't really think he needed to, but it was a it was a good effort. He was under pressure and he span and struck it well. Yeah, I mean, if he gets that on target, it gives us a bit of a problem, doesn't it, Mark? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Howard was a bit overcautious diving for it. He didn't really need to, but yeah, it was good work by Seeker actually, not Rutherford. As the ball's not long and flicked on well, Palmer is off balance. He feels him he's shoving it back. Ref says not and. 
talking clear to the halfway line where again it's held up well by Seeger. He has to go backwards though and it goes all the way back in the end to the keeper. And Hook feeds it out to the edge of the area. Dawking looking to pass. They look to draw Wrexham on, commit a few players and then try and play it in beyond the press. But the, that's where sometimes it breaks down. This time it does as Tozer gets a good foot in. Moore picks it up once more. The ball spread cleverly to the right-hand side. And it's taken forwards and, and helped on. Chance now maybe for the substitute. Mutt to run at his man. He pulls it to Moore who puts the ball into the box this time. Headed away comfortably by Tozer. The quality of the crossing hasn't been good. Jones is putting a lot of pressure on the ball and forcing a error. Brought down by Palmer. Now, what can he do? He has to square it. Dawking are pressing well to stop Wrexham releasing the forward pass. But Wrexham bypassed him in the end. Here's Palmer. Dinks it over the top, looking for the run of Mullen. Poor defensive head and Mullen picks it up. Oh, and gets that all wrong. <laughs> Tried a spectacular volley after flicking it up himself. It's not quite like that, is it? It's out the ground, certainly. It may be out, <laughs> maybe out of the county. <laughs> they really got under that and launched it high in the air, poor bloke. <laughs> but as we said on Tuesday, when uh, Mullen tries something ambitious, you know, the point is that sometimes they come off. Yeah. He's already shot from 35 yards as well today, yeah. hasn't he? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a funny pitch to try stuff on as well. I think sometimes yeah. it's always worth having a go when you've got a, an environment mm. like this, whether it be because of the weather or because the pitch is like this you, you've got to have a go sometimes I'd also add that frankly Mullen getting the ball there 25 yards out maybe on a pitch he trusted might have brought it down and run at the last defender yeah. but he's thinking okay when I run with the ball the ball sticks in the pitch so I'm going to just launch this see what happens yeah definitely so are playing the way out from the back again balls work down the right hand side and Mondi's up the pitch forcing Mutt into a back pass in the end Goes all the way to Hook. Works over to the left-hand side and headed down the flank. Dawkins just about managed to keep it in. There's a bit of head tennis and they're flicking it on further down the pitch till Tozer steps in massively to intercept. And Young looks to play a killer ball. It hits Mullen on the heel, but he's held onto it. He's got runners either side. He feeds in Jordan Davis, chance to shoot. Drills it across and it's there. Yeah. But I think it's offside. Nope. Palmer. Nope. No. no. So nope. Palmer. Gets in. Oh, i got to say, he looked off to me, but Palmer tapped it into an empty net. Davis. Did really well to drive it across the face of goal after Mullen did well to feed him and Wrexham get a fourth in the 49th minute. I was reluctant to celebrate then because from our angle it really yeah. did look like it was offside. Absolutely. I, I really thought it was. <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a lovely uh, ball in by Mullen down the left. Davis across the face and Palmer, his second goal, tapping it into an empty net. And Luke Young's ball in the build-up was fantastic yes. as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, super goal, really well executed. Lots of good passing. And hey, you know, maybe we should play on these weird, spongy, artificial pitches more often. Yeah, maybe we should install <laughs> one in the race course. The owners know a thing yeah. or two about setting pitches up, don't they, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure it'd come in at less than 300k, wouldn't it? <laughs> so, Wrexham 4 0 up now at Dorking. But we don't do attacking football, do we, lads? No, 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 no we don't. No, no. 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 It's, it's been very negative, but, you know, <laughs> I'm swallowing it. Rex knocking forwards. <laughs> Mullen's got no chance of keeping that in. That's good. As uh, unasked Rexham fell out, since this is before kickoff, I'm sorry, I'm going backwards a little bit, saying that um, is Elliot Lee fully fit? Surely he has to go 4 3 3 or 4 4 2 soon. I don't know, because the results have been coming, and, and now here we've got a result and a performance coming. Um, 
and we were well grooved last season I mean from January onwards we were better than Stockport let's be honest if, if we got that team together in the summer and hadn't had the restrictions of the transfer windows we'd have won the league last year and it makes sense for Parkinson to be sticking to something similar to that the problem is of course Elliot Lee's not come here to sit on the bench that, that would be the issue I'd have, I'd have thought but yeah. at the moment it ain't broke don't fix it no, and that's, that's you know, the, the thing is with all these, anything with football, when you, when you set mm. up to have a squad game, there's going to be people who are disappointed. Dorking swing across in toes, it deals with that really well, and young hicks are on. Yeah, absolutely right. And you don't really change a winning team, do you? So. No, no, absolutely. It's Well, I mean, you know, you, you can do, but yeah. at the moment, I don't think we're in that position to. Not this early on in the yeah. season, no, I'd say not. Throwing in an attacking position with Dorking, they go back into midfield with it, though. Gallagher. Again, closing down really yeah. well. He's gone all the way back to his keeper hook. I think as well, if he's got any sort of niggles or fitness issues, yeah. playing on these kind of pitches, it's not the time to be trying to try something out with him, is it really? Yeah. yeah. Maybe the maybe it's the type of opposition we should be testing ourselves with. Again. Long ball forwards and that pitch helps Wrexham there as it's kept in and a nutmeg long range shot parries. That was a good effort. James Jones did ever so well to keep in. I think again that pitch helped him. It just hit the ground and stopped a bit. He nutmegged his man and drove a shot in from a tight angle and the keeper parried it. Wrexham searching for more as Ford is working hard and again another nutmeg this time gets away from him and is cleared. Toes it, heads it away. Throw to Dorking. Hayden just grabs the ball, sticks it under his arm and runs off to waste a bit of time and stop Dorking from taking it quickly. As it's just a, a bit of lull in the play as Finally, they'll take this throw. Is there a change? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, well he's, he wasn't stripped off, so it looks like it might be an injury yeah. rather than a planned now's, move. Now's the time, you know, to bring on the, you know, we're, we're pretty comfortable formula. You know, bring in your peripheral players and give them a chance to, to have a good run out with the team, to get to know your position and to get to know the, you know, the style of play. Yeah, absolutely. Ideal situation to bring him on. True, but the way, well, I don't know, they haven't made the change, so maybe it is a tactical one or just a chance to give him a run out, throwing, taking down the line. I was a bit worried that if a change was being made then, that maybe somebody got a knock, but well, certainly the three midfielders have all been trying to press now as Dorking tried to come forwards. They don't look too troubled. And as the ball is worked across into the middle of the pitch, Mutt lays it off, and again, Wrexham have got their shape and they're able to just keep it tight they're struggling again to get themselves out of their own half and they have to play it long in the end and Kluwer stretches and makes a good controlled error down to Mondi it gives it back Kluwer's clear and smacks into Mondi though and it's a throw in level the edge of the area right hand side Moore will leave it Fuller will take the throw throws it in towards the corner of the box good return ball by McShane Fuller's got a chance to cross takes a touch stands it up over the far, the far post and comfortably out of play no problem that for Wrexham it's, it's interesting talking about squad players Che said and asked Wrexham earlier about how do we fit um, Tom O'Connor into this squad I mean mm. he's not even on the bench today yeah. the reason behind that who knows but we've got embarrassment and riches haven't we across the pitch yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, 100%. I might think maybe Parkson went into the campaign thinking about rotation, but Chesterfield 
it didn't work yeah. as Palmer wins a free kick and takes it quickly lovely skill by Jones gets past his man he's now looking for the angle for a shot and as he hits it he's fouled free kick and this is in Jordan Davis range and Luke Young range for that it was good work by Jones the, the quick free kick I think caught him out a bit and also he had men on him and he had ever so well to hold on to it and as he was trying to line up a shot he pulled his foot back as he brought it forward he was tripped and this is a chance for Wrexham to get a shot on goal a challenge from McShane tracking back talking uh, surrounding the ball complaining to the ref definitely foul just trying to slow things down Ford spots it up because they don't want to let him anymore <laughs> I reckon <laughs> I don't think I don't <laughs> Ford's put the ball down which often means he's the one who'll hit it not always Palmer and Jones and Ford at the moment standing on it no sign of Davis and Young Davis is there but it looks like it's going to be Ford or Davis so four man wall Ford has left it over can't bring it down in time goal kick not a bad effort but just aiming for the top right corner too much height on it goal kick taken quickly before Rexon can get their shape to press which means that Dawkins can bring it out and then switch it across the pitch it's launched long by Fuller towards the edge of the area Toes is going to have a headache or the head as he's won today Davis helps it on more to the halfway line Fuller under control feeds it backwards Gallagher back to his keeper ball skips awkwardly they're struggling to bring us under control they pass around at the back Hook in the end has completely mishit that out is it kept in though throw into Wrexham and Mullins thinking of a quick throw throws it in now Palmer oh if he got the distance on it he got nowhere near the distance on it Palmer was alone in the box you can't be outside from a throw in but Mullin couldn't find him he was standing there with his back to the keeper mm. yeah, Young putting lots of pressure on the ball it's gone through to Hock who clears it long it's nice to see him keep up the intensity even though we're throwing it up isn't it yeah yeah Wrexham are still well on top here Davis Wins a header in midfield, it's knocked over Wrexham's defence, headed away by Kluwer, Mundy hooks it on to the halfway line, Mutt now holding off Mundy, pops it off to the halfway line, dug down the line by Fuller, that's a nice pass, Mundy gets a foot in, throwing level the edge of the area to Dorking, they play some nice approach play, they just can't get much into the box can they really, is going taken quickly, Fuller. If, if, if they had a player called Mutt. Oh, Mutt. Oh, what? Mutt. No, no. <laughs> As Mullen on the halfway line tackles really well. Now Palmer hits it from the halfway line and the keeper saves it comfortably. But he was, you know, on the edge of his box. He had to scamper back to make the save. <laughs> it's a cheeky one, that from Palmer. That would be quite the way to get a hat-trick, wouldn't it? As it is, Dorking come forward. Wrexham 4-0 up in the 57th minute. Palmer scoring two. Mondi and an own goal by Luke Moore, the others. Yeah, Palmer shooting from the halfway line. <laughs> Got another, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Getting every yard of height on that, they're probably going really to over Hock and being a goal as well as Palmer does really well, holds off his man, pokes a great ball, Mullen running in the left channel. Can a defender get across? That's great cover, that. Taylor coming across from the left did superbly to come across and deny Mullen or he would have been one-on-one with the keeper. Lovely play again by Palmer. He's enjoying himself, isn't he? Yeah, he's 
He extended his tyre a little bit at the end of games. He won't want to come off here if he doesn't get his hat trick. So a long throw from Toza. Wrexham got Mullen again on the keeper. Clueworth is going on the keeper as well. Palmer's lurking on the edge of the six-yard box. Toza waits for everything to be in position. Hurls it in long high. Hayden gets ahead to it and puts it over the bar. Good delivery by Toza again. But Hayden just arrived just above him, I think, didn't it? And he came off the top of his head, rather. Looped over the bar. The chance is gone. Stevie D's listening in from exotic Halifax, West Yorkshire, not Nova Scotia. Unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Gittins is in his loft reboarding, which he admits is not particularly exotic. <laughs> oh, we didn't answer Rural Detective's question about how did the Orangas go up a division. Um, true. I, I think it depends on what Harrogate are looking for. If they, if they just need someone for depth. Yeah. You know, there's worse out there than Dior Angus I just don't think he suits the way we play at the moment does he? and with Mullen and Palmer fixtures yeah, yeah he's, he, you know I mean, yeah. as Wrexham win the ball back from a goal kick lovely little flick by Palmer again chance for Davis to cross he lays it off Ford delivers free header for oh. Palmer oh Davis he's put it straight to the keeper Davis I beg your pardon not Palmer that was a heck of a chance for Davis though he'll be really disappointed yeah, the ball came through very quickly didn't he yeah mm. Trying to move his legs and get his body in position, yeah. but it was uh, yeah straight at the keeper, wasn't it? If he put it either side, it was a lovely move. As here come Wrexham again, Hayden laying it off to the right. Ford pops it back and Toza feeds it into midfield. Inaccurate that, although Elliot Lee, oh, Elliot Lee's on. Beg your pardon, didn't see that happen. Looks like he's on for Mullen, possibly. That's him scrapping away, Ford is penalised in the end. And Wrexham come out from the back. Yeah, it appears to be Mullen who's gone off. Well, I'm assuming that's just to give him a rest. But um, again, maybe the fact that we see Lee on for Mullen is a point here. That Angus probably was, th was not even first choice replacement for Mullen behind Lee. Um, how, he's got a decent record all through his career he's got intelligent movements and you can see why he could get a move to League 2 as Dawkins come forwards clear with against it's a door and that and clears you know you can see his career is ooh sloppy ball by Mutt he's a chance of a break Lee has got Palmer ahead of him plays him in Palmer looks offside to me he keeps going pulls oh, it back to Lee poor pass Lee forced back Jones is screaming for it Lee clips it in looking to give Palmer the hat-trick awkward header away it's picked up on the edge of the D by Young what a waste that was by Wrexham then though Palmer had to shoot here come Wrexham with Hayden now, but Dawkins have got the bodies behind the ball. Oh, Hayden turns his man beautifully, goes surging down the right, checks out again, he's pulling his man apart. Clip over the top by Jones to Lee, who pulls it into the goal mouth, it's smashed away, tremendous pressure by Wrexham, and two lovely touches by Lee. Here come Wrexham once more, Dawkins are really on the ropes here. Davis, 35 yards out, Lee drops off and asks for it. It's gone to Jones instead. Jones has had a good second half, I must say, he was... Didn't notice him as much in the first, apart from his usual work rate, as Dawkins get a foot in. And clear, Hayden is there. Plays the back pass. Howard launches it long. And it's gone beyond following Lee is penalised for backing into his man. But that was a heck of a chance there for, for Palmer to get his attic all in alone, taking on the keeper. And he, he rolled it wide and he didn't even get the pass right because Lee wasn't there. 
so the chance went. He was trying to give Lee an open goal tap in, but goodness me, he should have just pulled the trigger and got his hat trick there, shouldn't he? As uh, the ball's not long to the edge of the box. The point I was trying to make at Angus is that all his career has been this level and level above, so it's not totally surprising, but he certainly is, as you say, Bill, wasn't fitting into our way of play. The he's, ball's knocked he's over the top. today, apparently. Has he? Yeah, yeah. interesting. As has uh, Kwame yeah. Thomas, his strike partner during that season. Oh, of course, yeah. No, Kwame's at Sutton, but he started today, sorry. Good friend. I wish Kwame all the best. As Mondi's had to put the ball behind for a corner, an awkward ball which turned over. It's turned the defence. Oh, Andrew Gittin's got a, a good question. Um, <laughs> it comes in a second about English football terminology. I've got to say, I love that our American fans, and when they talk about American people talking about American game, really interesting questions. And my my terminology has been a problem, I think, <laughs> more than anything else. There's Wrexham. And waits for this corner to come in. Swept into the near post and dealt with. Rutherford, well, Gallagher rather will try to keep it alive. Chance for a cross to come in, but well, charged down by Mondi, throwing to Dorking. It's thrown in short and worked back to the right hand side. Lefferted cross swung into the far post and it's just got too much on it. Rutherford was unmarked, but it was too high for him. And it's gone behind for the goal kick. Speaking of uh, famous Wrexham players and, and people related, we've got the Neil family listening in Charlotte, North Carolina at the moment. Yay, excellent. He's, <laughs> <laughs> of course, got his. Uh, well, I, I was driving the other day past the ground and seeing the John Neil block of the the student accommodation he was just played in behind the defence cleverly by Jones Lee edge of the area cuts back on his left foot can he get the shot off no back on his right takes on and beats his man pulls it across the face oh, just beyond Jones who would have had a tap in and Mundy can't quite get to it the far post brilliant from Lee again excellent work what an exciting player he is goodness me Dawkins have got a free kick in midfield but Wrexham are threatening more Talking, bring it out from the back. It's a long ball forwards, but it's inaccurate and will bounce out of play. Throw to Wrexham, level with the edge of the area. Wrexham wander up to the edge of the box. Tools is going to take over. Exactly. Well, it'd be nice to see uh, a clean sheet for Howard as well, does the cap it all? Yeah. As from the throw in, toes about to, as you can imagine, a long way down the line. And then the ball's picked up in midfield and really good work. Free kick given to Wrexham. In the end, it was a determined surge by Ford. He did really well to keep going. So he looked like he was getting fouled left, right, and centre. So, free kick to Wrexham and a chance to launch something into the box. About 40 yards out, Young is there. It's going to be him who sweeps it in. There's a hesitation I before that corner before. Apparently it seems that uh, Dawkins' manager got the yellow card. That's what he was complaining about. So anyway, free kick 
swept into the goal man flicked on towards Ooh. goal onto the roof of the net by Clueth his head was in his hands it was close he's had a cracking game wasn't he he was a long way out got a glancing header on looped in the air landed on the roof of the net from a free kick in midfield as the ball's played forwards and Mundy misses his interception but again Clueth's back doing his job another good tackle and it all looks very nicely sort of coordinated, doesn't it? And throw-ins taken, Monty gets a foot onto it. It's Fuller pulling it back. Mutt pulls across at the far post. Howard can't get to that. It's nodded into the six-yard box and Hayden is there. And then Jones smashes it clear. Throw-in on the halfway line. Continue to be the side who are dictating the terms here. Four 0 up, of course. And it's looking like there's more, possibly, in store. Throw in. Taking a long way further. The free kick's been given, in fact. So, chance of dorking from the left flank to swing something in. It's about 30 yards out. Mutt is standing on it. Taylor delivers it though. Into the six yard screen ball and well defended. <laughs> Put behind for the corner by Palmer. Like I said, the clean sheet would mean a lot, wouldn't it? Um, as we wait for this corner to be taken, like Andrew Gittins said, can you explain to our American friends what standing up across means? I used to teach soccer at a summer camp in Pennsylvania. This term confused everybody. Well, when you get the ball out wide, uh, one of the options is to put in a cross, so you're putting in the ball that the striker's going to attack you, put it in near the goal and the player's going to attack it. I would say to stand up across means to sort of put it with a bit of extra height, so you're going, corner comes in now and it's headed away at the near post, so you're going to like the far post, not the near one, and you're standing it up. That's what Mondi did for Palmer's goal. So he wasn't so much trying to spot Mo um, Palmer and hit something really accurate and fast that Palmer just has to get a touch on to score, He's standing the ball up in the air so Palmer can fight for it in the air because he's so big and strong. As the corner comes to nothing and wrecks him. Oh, can see the free kick on the left flank. James Jones very unhappy with that decision. It's by the corner flank, left hand side. Yeah, so you sort of float a high ball into the right area so that Palmer can attack it and use his strength, which is exactly what he did for that first Wrexham goal. So I hope, I hope I've made that clear. Uh, a bit of a delay as they wait for the free kick to be delivered. It's going to be swept in by Mutt. That's with James Jones on the near post. As it's swept over his head. No, it isn't. Good header by uh, Jones. Drops out to the edge of the area. Long range shot comes in. It's blocked. Bit of a scramble on the edge of the area. Mutt's done well to lay it off. Gallagher, chance to shoot. Cuts inside instead. And he did well to beat his man, but he ran straight into a wall of defenders. And it's cleared. And now Davis's pace, just not enough to get there on the breakaway. Or oh, there could have been real problems. As it is, Dawking can bring it out from the back once more. Mike Campbell says, what's the record, Wrexham record for most goals in a match? Well, I'll tell you in a sec. It's an away game as well. As the ball is switched well to Mutt, Dorkin having a good little spell here, 20 minutes left. Mutt cuts inside Davis, Davis stays on his feet though, and forces him wide, it's spread to Fuller. He pulls it backwards, 
He's played into the edge of the area. Long range shot is well blocked. Lee back helping on the edge of the area. And then Kluweth decisively smashes it away. Biggest ever win Wrexham have managed was in 1883. Yeah, that, those old records again. <laughs> so whether we should compare it. At Corwin, Wrexham won 12 0. So, hmm, you know, so that will, I'd, I'd imagine, be the Welsh Cup or the Welsh League. And then there was a 10-0 against Welshpool, um, which is, again, both of those are towns, I'd say, more than villages, perhaps, in, in Wales, um, but not teams that are known for their footballers. Dawkins trying to play it around the back, and Hayden has to lunge and slice it behind for a corner. Um, our big win since 1921 is a 10-1 against Hartlepool United, and that's in 1962 when three Wrexham players scored hat-tricks. Uh, <laughs> Not bad. And we also beat... Oh, where is it? It's not on my records there. I'll have to have a quick look. We beat New Brighton. Was it 11-0? And corner comes into the near post. Volleyed Waisley by Ford. And that'll go out for a... Oh, it's been kept in by Hayden. Which means Musk can put another cross in. Good header away by Tozer in the near post. And now on the edge of his own area. Davis turns nicely. And here's a breakaway now. As Mondi's popped up on the left flank. Oh, the pitch again slows him down as a real illustration of that. He's done well to keep possession and work it wide, but Dawking able to come back and cover because of the pitch. Lee cuts inside nicely, and Monty's fouled on the halfway line. Nothing given. Phil Parkinson going crazy in the background as play continues. We've had a bit of a lull in play now. You know, since that missed header by Jordan Davis I think it's fair to say as Fuller comes driving forwards plays on the edge of the area held up well by McShane he pops it outside one Rutherford works it backwards first time cross by Moore oh Hayden gets it well to head it away but the pressure continues Mutt lays the ball off sped by Jeb ball crossed into the near post poor ball Hayden heads it away very comfortably helped on further and Moore tries an ambitious ball, easily intercepted by Mondi. Maybe could have got a bit more on that. It's come out too full. Again, Moore, the early cross. Such a contrast to Moore now, who was so conservative with the ball in these areas. Now he's just pumping first-time balls in. Can Wrexham break? Lee finds Palmer, who's put under pressure. Good strength by Palmer to make sure that he doesn't lose the ball. And now Wrexham go long. Too long. Much too long. Hook will stop it going out for the goal kick. We've beaten, I'm sure it's 11-0 or 11-1 against New Brighton in the Northern Section Cup, which is basically when the third division was split into North and South. So like the equivalent of the, the Papa John's, you'd call it now, a competition just for that league, if you like. Um, so, talking, well, it really had a lot of possession in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there have been no chances of that, yeah. Absolutely, Axum are very happy just to, to sit on this really and just yeah, exactly. So, Mike, most record for most goals in a match. We, if we are going to set it, we're in for a hell of a ride for the last eighteen minutes. <laughs> I tell you that for absolutely nothing. Uh, Michael Starkey, like last week, is uh, sending a picture from Alabama saying, "Come on, you Reds!" Excellent stuff. Hope you're enjoying the game. Uh, two rec both the new Rexham tops as the ball's thumped long. Palmer can't quite get to it. Um, David Neal says he used to joke with his dad, because was John Neal's son, about his name on a block of flats. It's like only fools and horses. Mandela Tower. <laughs> Excellent. Now, there's a reference that despite uh, David being in America, 
our American chums may be struggling with. Oh boy, one day we'll do a podcast on Dragonheart about Bellboy. There's again Dorking Havis, lots of passive possession for them. Rex just holding their sheep and well, frankly conserving a little bit of energy, Rexham, as Dorking popped the ball around in midfield. As Danny Landry says, I'm impressed of Howard now. His distribution's very good. He's got a very long kick. Is he now number one over Leinton? Good question. We'll come to that in a sec. As Wrexham, good interception by Cleworth. I believe he could start something here. Good strength to hold it up by Palmer. Surely he's fouled. Well, Gallagher, just in case the ref hasn't given the foul, bends over the prostrate <laughs> body of Palmer and pushes him into the ground again. Uh, the referee gives the free kick. Nothing more, quite rightly, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's the National League coming to? Eh? Shocking, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Daniel's good question about goalkeepers. The thing is that I think Leinton's still a fair way away from being fed. As the free kicks launched long, good header by Gallagher to get that ahead of Palmer. So I think it's a bit premature to consider it either way. Hayden on the halfway line punches the ball forward. Very inaccurate, that. Unlike him. So I think that's a good, good question but probably one that hasn't even come into Parkinson's mind yet. It's in Howard's hands, ironically for a goalkeeper, to either make the most of his opportunity or not, I think, isn't it, really? Yeah. As he hits it long, it's a huge kick again. Palmer scrapping for it, chest it down well. Jones just beaten to it. It's clear to the halfway line and held up by Rutherford, who does well to hold on to possession, but has to play it backwards in the end. He's got, he's got an interesting point, which I'm going to argue with. <laughs> oh, about to do now as Hockey is holding on to it and Sarchi stands up a nice little pass that Jeb has to go backwards again he says we can't mention great Wrexham players without mentioning the first football media star Beckham has nothing on Billy Meredith now Billy Meredith as the ball's lifted forward well intercepted we'll get back to him in a sec forward dinks it down the line that's a nice idea it's a good pass that Lee is in the middle as Davis hits a ball in with the outside yeah! side and it's five what a cross by Davis that was brilliant and Elliot Lee knocks it in oh, Palmer had dropped off to try and help in the build up but it was a great ball down the line to Davis and he popped up on the right glorious ball with the outside of his left foot and well, Lee had an absolute open goal brilliant goal that Fabulous. With a lovely ball by Jones down the line to find him as well. He isolated the centre back Gallagher. Ripped a beauty in for Lee. Tapped it in from about two yards out. And can, dare I say, all right, I am not trying to insult Dorking in what I'm about to say. I actually mean it rather than when people say with all due respect and then say something disrespectful. Um, it was a bit like rope a dope last 10 minutes. Yeah. Wrexham have leaned back on the, the ropes, yeah. let them come at us, and then suddenly, bang, go. Is Dorking going to make a change? And Wrexham are going to make a change as well. 
just holding on. <laughs> kind of a sucker punch that, wasn't it? The oh yeah. Absorbed some pressure mm. and allowed him to, to attack him. He freed up all the space in, yeah. in the middle of the field and he just went in the end. Yeah, great goal. So, it's going to be Jordan Davis who comes off, having put in another good performance. Oh, Davis comes on, in fact. It is, yeah. So McFadden comes on. Does that mean Mondi into midfield? It's looking at McFadden as a midfield. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Mind you, I say interesting. It's 5 0 with 12 yeah. minutes left. I mean, it's, it's a yeah. to try different <laughs> Yeah, go, exactly. So if Davis needs a rest, Davis can have a rest. Ooh, they've given the ball away from the kickoff, and here's Elliot Lee feeding it in for Palmer. Just too much on that. He's still scrapping for it, but it's cleared in the end. Will it go for the throw? It does, and Toza can launch this in. But Lee again trying to find Palmer for the hat trick. <laughs> oh, I'll say. The straight from the kickoff, Dawkins just messed up the passing and movement. Rexham don't go for the long throw. He is young, finding James Jones 30 yards out. Helps her on one again to Ford. Ford down the line, good running by Jones, or as ever, never seems to run out of energy. He pivots back to Ford, who's settling in well at right back, I think. Cute little ball by McFadgen. Horrible touch by Jones, who's managed to get it back to Ford. Young now, is anchored midfield expertly. Works it inside. Lee pokes at the edge of the box <laughs> where Maundy is. He's tackled well by Gallagher, though. And it's cleared by Taylor. Now, chance perhaps for Rutherford to run at Toza. Oh, Toza, rock solid then. And has just blocked him off beautifully. And then Rutherford had a little... Oh, the ref's given a foul against Toza. I've got to say... Or is he just stopping it because the injury to Rutherford? It looked like Rutherford was trying to have a nip at Toza after the ball was gone. And he went over his ankle. Maybe he wasn't, maybe he was just chasing. He just eased him off the ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but then Rutherford chased after he eased off the ball. Yeah. I wasn't sure if Rutherford was trying to make contact with Toza, to be honest. We've got on a monitor here now. Yeah, and his hamstring, hamstring's gone, I think, there. Yeah, I he thought... where he was holding. Is he... Yeah. yeah. He went down like he'd been shot, and I'm not saying that in the pejorative sense when people try to make out he's acting. <laughs> he's clearly hurt. I've got to be honest, I thought Toza trod on his foot then. Oh, I, I would want to see that again, because ooh, if your hamstring goes and makes you react like that, then your hamstring really has blown. Yeah. Which is which would be a horrible injury, so let's hope it. Well, we've got players standing around him with their head, and Taylor with his head in his hands. So I think he has badly hurt himself there. What a shame that is. You know, he's their their star man, and what a pity that would be if he's now out for a length of time. I will say, Key Scotty said about William Meredith. Now, not arguing against that at all. William Meredith, a genuine early superstar of football around the turn of the. 20th century, an absolute legend, played for Man City and Man United, amazing player for Wales, uh, important in the players' union as well. He only played one game for Exeter, so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant to count him as one of our legends. <laughs> I uh, can't remember, he played, I think it was Welsh Cup before we had, was it even, no, it couldn't be before we were in the league, so it might have been. No, it can't be. No, he's more recent than that. Um, but he played one match for us. He's from Chirk. His reputation was built at Chirk. And again, that's another thing about how football's landscape has changed. That essentially, you know, the, the areas, oh, stretches coming out for Rutherford now, I'm afraid. Um, the areas of the 
country where football first caught on. I mean, out of the world, therefore, because it started in Britain after Scotland was um, like Northwest England, Northeast England, and North East Wales, really, which is why we've got we are one of the oldest clubs in the world, and our rivals were clubs like Chirk, who won the Welsh Cup quite often, and. You know, so he was a superstar for them, and then went on to play for the big Manchester teams. But it's it's a, it's a fair point. Yeah. Eight mile from Wrexham. Yeah. It's not even a town. Would you call Chirk a town, or is it just a, a large village? I go town just it's about. It's got a hospital. It's got a factory. It's somewhere in between. But that's the thing, isn't it? Informative years of a sport. I mean, Newtown. Um, Kevin, well, what's now Kevin Druids, Wrexham, Chirk, and like the big four, they're all, it's, you know, apart from Newtown, there are two villages around Wrexham, and then Newtown, which is a town, but not a big town. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Rutherford sadly has had to go off. Honez has told us that Gold Omatayo has scored a hat trick for Kings Lynn against Chester. Good lad. We like Kings now, don't we? <laughs> oh, we love him. We love him. Absolutely. Yeah. Robert David Jones sent us a warning saying he's leaving the golf course in 20 minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> the game will be over. Yeah, then, yeah. Jeff, Jeff's done his, his best. Don't worry. Once it was 4 0, he was able to, uh, you know. <laughs> Just in the words of Father Ted, take a drop ball and put it down to experience. Um, <laughs> um, DHJ Eddie May was a colossus he was a great player for Wrexham a big centre back and another big character as well as Clueth heads the ball clear seven minutes left now there should of course be a lot of time added on Leicester Eflin to show mercy to Dorking it's knocked over the top Wrexham's defence Toza is there wants to run it behind he hasn't got the legs on it not on this pitch but he smash, smashes it clear the ball's fed into midfield and Jeb is put under pressure and dispossessed and here's Lee now surging for us. Dolby is ahead of him, he's come on to replace Palmer, he puts it the oh. other way though and doesn't find Jones, it was a, the wrong pass, that, nice idea, but it's an ambitious pass wasn't it? And I think on Maybe so, maybe so. Richard Griffiths who used to commentate with us says uh, another Griffiths from High Town apart from Arvon and me, who was Dangerous play by Hockey. Basically passed the ball out between Dolby's legs. He let him get very close. Lifted over the top by Lee Chan, but Dolby in he can't. Dawkins defence looking extremely ragged. As now as McFadden putting pressure on and too much pressure. Foul given. Goodness me, they're passing around at the back and they're walking into trouble, aren't they? Yes, so poor old. Yeah. Well, two goals. Excellent day's work. Yeah, Richard Griffith says he and his dad Gareth are also from Wrexham and his dad used to play footy on the park with Arvon. So it's a Griffiths thing. Um, again? Uh, not that I'm no, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> hey, hang on, hey! There's good foot in by Cleworth. Throwing about twenty yards out. And it'll be taken eventually by Moore. See five minutes left plus added time that as the ball's worked around by McShane back to the halfway line and Dorking keeping possession maybe as much to protect themselves as anything else. That's a good foot in again by Young, is it? And it's Jones in fact it's a 
Wrexham claim it back, Dolby goes over the top but the ball doesn't come in and Dawkins play it forwards. Good touch tight defending by Maundy. The ball ricochets around on the halfway line before Dawkins bring her under control. And now here they come again down the left. Hayden steps out to force a backwards pass. Ball's worked back again into midfield. And again, the game just slows down a touch. Wrexham completely in the comfort zone, completely happy about this. 5-0 up. There's ball is swept across to the right hand side mm, it's controlled by Moore he's lucky that he's got a man outside him yeah, to keep it in, it's Mutt and he feeds it back and it's a long spell of um, totally passive possession this by Dorking isn't it Wrexham yeah. just taking a break yeah. aren't they oh that's a nice piece of play in midfield though it's, it's a long range shot comes oh. in from McShane and good save by Howard he probably expect to make it because it was a long way out but it was to his left and he had to skip across and get his hands to it. You don't see many court saves like that these days, do you? Yeah. You know, well, I think the distance out gave a sighter of it, didn't he? And yeah. so he was able to get around there. But uh, yeah, it was a sharp catch, wasn't it? it was, the ball was worked to the left-hand side and Kulis helps her on to Mondi. McFadgen making the run ahead for him. Quite enjoying his little role in centre midfield. Good ball. Then finds Lee, turns in space, and it's a shot. Ooh. Wow! Just did that flick the bar as it went over. It was a hell of a hit. Ooh, he, he, again, I know I say it every game, but it's because I keep seeing him do it. He finds the space between the lines so well. You picked him up. He's, he's good at that, isn't he? He just ghosts off his ban. Young found him and a terrific dipper. No, it just cleared the bar. Hit the fence behind the goal. I think that's what deceived me. But it was only inches over. Brilliant effort. Goal kick. It's played short again. <laughs> it's fed out to the halfway line. And picked up by Mutt, who lets Moore take over. Nicely done, but then Moore turns backwards when he's throwing off Mondi. It's not in a huge rush, understandably. This has been a painful experience for Dorking. So, there have only been two 5 nils so far in the National League. One by Wrexham and the other by Wrexham. Ball played down the line, Monty heads it out. Not that I'm suggesting we've had quite a good start to the season. There's one for Wrexham and Iraq. How, how many times have we had two 5 nil wins in our first seven games of the season? You know what, when I said that, I thought, I thought surely no one else has done that. <laughs> Darn. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's a score I didn't expect. Mm. The Jaguars started off well. Not how are Chesterfield doing? Yeah, we're in 2-0 against Elden. Yeah. And Jackson 2-0. Yeah. Sally Hull 4-1 up against Nottingham. Yeah. And Gateshead, who you know, which of what? Oh, here's Wrexham breaking again. Jones now. Will he try a shot? He cuts inside to the edge of the day. Scoops it over the top. And Dolby might keep that in, but it wasn't the kindest of passes. And Gallagher hooks it in the end. The keeper came out to grab it. Sorry, Bill. Yeah, well, we took some criticism for uh, the way we played against Cape Town, but then following up against Baystone, so it just goes to show how close the team now needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. The ball being played out from the back by Dorking, and accurately too. Mutt is often the man available on the halfway line, giving himself some space, and he gets it. Dixie McNeil is thrown into the hat by Che. Fair point, absolute star man. 
Anthony Phoenix said he used to have a few pints with Joey Jones in the Fairfield Tavern in the late 70s. I'm sure you didn't because Joey was a professional sportsman and in the 70s sportsman never went to the pub. <laughs> Taylor on the left hand side scrapping away. We're into the last minute of 90. Like I said there should be a fair bit of time added on as Tozer steps into clear. Good clearance again. I live just by the Fairfield Tavern, so I'll keep an eye out to see if Mullin or Palmer are going to frequent yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Cheers also sent us the best Ask Maxim question I've ever seen in my entire life, uh, which is how many deli had the bowlers would it take to take down a bear? Now that, that is a hell of a good question. Um, He's a big man deli, wasn't he? He was a very big lad, he was fair play. As Dawkins, has a nice penetrative ball down the left, but Hayden tight to his man. Crostall comes in, flicks off a defender, good save by Howard. It came through, and it was a great chance for McShane. Free header, six yards out. He should have scored, although it came to him as being, yeah. But it was too close to Howard, who sharply grabbed hold of it. But that was a genuine chance that it just flicked off Tozer's head. And, yeah, McShane was unmarked. Decent catch. Oh, that was Dolby fighting on the edge of the area. Can't win it back, and it's launched clear. <laughs> Good touch by Mutt to fight away for it. Mondi goes to ground, but manages to keep the ball and prod it forwards to McFadden. And Wrexham have got space in midfield here as Young comes forwards. A Dorking drop off deep. He pings the ball across to Mondi, cutting inside now. He's got runners inside him. Lee is asking for it on the corner of the box. It's helped on by McFadden. Floods it back inside Tooley in the box beats his man can he finish hits a shot good oh, block oh, by the keeper oh, yeah, nearly went through his legs didn't he saved by the keeper's legs it was driven in it's nice to see he's still attacking Dunford mm. well it was it, it, it looked perfect for him to curl it mm -hmm. um, and it was a fake wasn't it and he drove it more near post and the keeper just about got something on it six added minutes so the ref hasn't shown mercy Lee receives the ball from a throw in and wins a corner so Wrexham can reset it again now I think the answer to Che's Delia de Bola question how many Delia de Bola would it take to take down a bear is Darren Kempson he's also a big lad Darren Kempson <laughs> Nigel Beaumont uh, corner to come in hey so oh, the ball comes to the far post headed away oh it's brought down the edge area by Jones he looks keen to have a shot on goal but he's tackled well ball's cleared to halfway line Marvin Andrews foul given against Jones who's stretched into a tackle and caught his man Marvin Andrews yeah men mountain of, of the race course <laughs> Eddie May of course was mentioned earlier um, Akabar fan saying it's good to see us getting another three points and keeping that pressure up on the table and the ball has worked square Good work again, good energy coming across from McFadgen. So, throwing to Dorking deep in their own half. This has been an impressive performance by Wrexham. Another five ball away performance. It's, a, it's taken a long time for the ball to be brought across in the end of a two on the pitch. Finally, Moore has it. And the pitch is like, I assume there's no segregation, I'm not sure, but there's certainly... Wrexham fans seem to be everywhere. Throwing taken short, fed back to Huck. And he looks around, the Wrexham strikers are up and forcing him to play it long. It's very long as well, but Cleworth again gets his head on it. Brought down terrifically well on the edge of the area by McShane. He squares it on, Seeger works it backwards, fed first time to the left. Chance again for a cross to come in until Hayden gets a foot in. It's a real tangle, both 
players go down and free kicks given against Hayden. A bit unlucky, I think. It looked more like a tangle to me than anything else. Free kick anyway. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Taylor will come across to take it. Jeb has come across with him. Every time I say Jeb, I know it's the one letter off, but I think of the, the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> Jed. 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 Yeah. Jed. Yeah. 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 Poor country guy, barely get this round. Sorry, I, I, was, I didn't want to sing this one. This one. You're a bad influence. Free kick anyway, and it's swept in under the bar. Good defensive header. Puts it out for a corner, and or maybe a throw right by the corner flag. It was swept in. It was Toza who stretched at the near post and got a lot on it. It was awkward that so it'll be taken by more oh yeah I remember sitting on a rocking chair on top of the on top of their car well not car whatever it was throwing taken and good block by McFadgen another throwing to Dorking but this time a lot further out we had four and a half of the six handed minutes as more throws it down the line he's looking for Mutt Mundy tight to him, gets a foot in. And it's going to be a corner this time, it looks like. Or is it another long throw? There's no energy, there's no rush for Dorking to take it. And the ball's gone out the ground again. They're waiting for another replacement. Finally comes across. Dorking arms desperate to get the ball across. <laughs> Let's be honest here. It's, uh, you know, I have a lot of sympathy for them. They've worked extremely hard. But Wrexham have absolutely outgunned them. Throwing taken. And a cross is swept into the far post by Jeb. Hayden heads it partly away. And James Jones gets there first. He's done a lot of the unfussy stuff. He clears accurately. Lee back to Hayden. Chance for one last break. No, Hayden caught in possession. Toza comes across to deal with it. And Hayden, that's a nice little pass around the corner. Can Wrexham break? 40 seconds left as Kluwerth comes jogging out from the back. Young squares it across to Hayden. And Hayden is happy to work it on. Wrexham with a throw forward, knocking it off his man on the halfway line. 20 seconds left now. Throwing to Lee. Nice little ball. Dolby with a good layoff. Jones squares it on. Here's Kluwerth surging forwards. There's space ahead of him. He gets to the edge of the box and works it wide. Mondi, chance to cross. Hits the goal line. Stands it up. Oh, it's not great. He's put it straight out of play. See, that, that pass by was not needed. He'd gone through the middle. And that's the final whistle. Wrexham win 5 0 on their first game against Dorking. Wow. It was a really clinical performance. I mean, the early strike set the tone, didn't it, really? And from there on, we just kept going. And we were pretty ruthless. Yeah, can't complain about anything in that performance, really, can you? You know, they. they they uh, absolutely obliterated Dorking. Um, it's going to be hard to pick man of the match for that game, isn't it? <laughs> well, uh, I'll throw one into the hat if you want me to. Go for it. Palm? Yeah. Two goals, lots of strength up front as well. You did a good job, I thought. Yeah, I think that was Palm's best game played for so far this season. The team as a whole were great today, you know, the attacking, attacking style they played. Dorking, 
a bit more on our game, but you know, I'm sure every fan in that ground I think it was a 5-0 win away to Dawkins. It could have been a tricky game for us. Um, and it could have been, you know, something come away three points. And I hope all the fans come away happy and there's no negative on, on any of the, the, the Facebook or whatever about Wrexham playing today, but every player plays a part. And they all attack, you know, they attack the whole game when they could be. They didn't sit back and try and play across the back and lose the ball. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it, it was comprehensive. I mean, they ought to be outmatched. Dorking. I'm not trying to say it nastily. I, in fact, as I said, I really admire them. Um, but they ought to be outmatched, really, when you consider where they've come from. And they were, Wrexham were very, very impressive. And this is one of those performances where we, we can't nitpick, we can't look for holes. It was just uh, impressive from start to finish, wasn't it? I don't think there's anything you can take away from that negatively. Can you maybe, maybe no. be a little bit more clinical in the second half? I think we were already four, four up at that point when we mm. had a couple of opportunities to score. And, you know, if those go in, like Neil was saying, you're looking at maybe even 7 or 8 now. Um, I think a, a shout-out does need to go to Jacob Mondi as well. He had a yeah, fantastic yeah, game, two assists. Yeah. To get, well, an assist and a, and a goal to get, mm. the, get us going at the start. Clueless and Toes were particularly impressive at the yeah. back, I thought. Yeah. Davis had a good game. Mm. Jones and Young had good games. Yeah. Happy days. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm alright with that. Just a, a quick run through a couple more Ask Raxoms. Yolo Jones saying he thinks McFadden can play central defensive midfielder. He did a good job on the left of the midfield today, as a brief spell he had. Svavaran Karlsdottir says, and, and a long standing Raxom fan from Iceland as well, saying blissfully listening in always sunny Iceland. Uh, oh gosh, can I say, how generous is this? Still giggling at my cramming, jamming, lamming comments from a couple of weeks ago. I did quite enjoy that one, I've got to be honest. Um, <laughs> Dave Jones has a good point here. He says I, he agrees to a degree about my point earlier about being used to a 4G pitch, but surely it's the same for any team knowing their pitch, irrespective of what it's made of. Absolutely correct. And Dorking only won one of three at home before today. Also, of course, absolutely correct. Although I suppose the point of that is that um, they've also jumped up a level and, and these are tough games for them. So, But yes, I, I agree completely. Uh, Rob Stead says we're currently joint top scorers across all five divisions. Wow, that's that's not bad. Jermaine Dion says at this pace, looks like December the 13th is going to be the most important game in Wrexham history. Um, is, that, is that Chesterfield or is it just because we're... We're going so well, we'll have it won by the set. <laughs> oh, should I say that? Definitely Gordon... shouldn't say that. <laughs> no, but I have. Gordon Valance, mentioning famous players or great players, comes up with my childhood favourite, Jim Steele. Oh, yeah. He was a big, sharp-elbowed Scottish centre-forward. Yeah. And he would, uh, yeah, you wouldn't want to mark him, would you? No, and, and Ian Edwards as well. Wasn't yes, Ian Edwards. Yeah, two big, big strikers, similar to Palmer in some ways. Yeah. Steele was fearsome in the air. Edwards, look it up on YouTube if you're new to the club. Ian Edwards, Derby County. Uh, he scores an amazing volley for Wrexham from outside the box. It's a fabulous goal. I'm um, thinking that back then, you know, obviously uh, things weren't filmed as often, and it was just pure luck that match the day were at Wrexham versus Derby to yeah. get that goal. 100%. Yeah, they would often show. They'd only have like three games, wouldn't they? And the other games wouldn't get filmed. And yeah. so often, usually, they'd be top division games, but occasionally they'd show a second division game. And yeah, we were we were fortunate that they came to film that game. But it was a glorious, glorious goal. Did you find out we were playing on the 10th of 13th? It, it is Chesterfield. It is, yeah. 
We'll be 10 points to go from by then. Don't worry, everybody. <laughs> David Williams says, thanks to the commentary team today and has put a lovely gift of go. the Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> Very nice. George Hawkins. Hey, Wrexham FC. Over here in Dallas listening to the game again. Wrexham for life. Yes. Team Big Ben. I like that. Ben Toza. Big Ben. Big Ben. Oh, do Oh, that's a bit harsh. <laughs> He's English. Benny Mauer. What's that? Benny Mauer. Like, big, big oh, oh, I Mauer. see. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said Benny Mauer. I think it is he. Nice. He says, hoping you all let us start watching over here. Um, well, we darn well hope that you can. That's all I can say. Yeah, it really did. I mean, as I said on the Tuesday commentary, I held back a little bit until Tuesday when people were asking why can't we, why don't we stream games? Because I knew full well the club wanted it, but I didn't want to put my foot in it mm. when they were actually negotiating. But now the club has decided rightly to make it public that, that we want to do this. Yeah. It's just, well, it's nonsensical that we're not allowed to. All we do is don't we? Absolutely, think, yeah. So. I can't see the state of affairs continuing. I think that it's bound to happen soon now, at least internationally. It depends whether a lot of clubs now are eager to put the facility into the capability to do that. Well, you know, that's probably the other issue, but as long as they've got the option to do this, then... But as I said on Dragonheart, we're not saying make it compulsory. No. We're no. just saying make it al allowable. Correct. Yeah. And I can't for the life of me see why uh, the National League joining the 21st century and allowing live streaming of games abroad should be stopped. There's, there's just no reason. Just just look at this game for, for a club like Dork, you know, who are obviously yeah. doing really well to get through the leagues. And, you know, obviously domestic fans and UK fans wouldn't be able to watch that game because it's a Saturday mm. 3 o'clock kickoff. But the amount of extra money that they'd be entitled yeah. to if they were able to yeah, stream this game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. And, yeah, yeah. And I think there are a lot of clubs like Dorking who would agree wholeheartedly with that. Yeah. There are some clubs who wouldn't. Um, and I just think don't don't let the tail wag the dog. <laughs> yeah, you know? financially, it'd be great for something like Dorking, you know? Yeah. Would they get 50% of it? Well, it'd be, it'd be between clubs that, it'd be between clubs that decide. I mean, let's be honest. In the, say, the football league, there are rules about this. And nationally, there won't be. It'll just be all made up. And they'll just tell the clubs to sort it out. And no doubt some clubs will try and have us over a barrel. And other clubs will say, let's be amicable and sensible. Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, for everything I know about clubs like Dorking and Wheelstone, they'll just say, this is great. This is a windfall. Fantastic. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. Yeah. And there could be other clubs who are awkward. Let's be frank, yeah. you know. Indeed, Peter. <laughs> well, we should probably go, shouldn't we? Um, very successful afternoon for Wrexham. Yeah, we'll a fine. Happy. Yeah, we're satisfied with that. Uh, nice. That Saturday pizza is going to go down very nicely later. I, think. I, I believe my lad is going to make burgers, and when he Ooh. makes burgers, you stay in. Yeah, trust me. I like making my own burgers oh, as well. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. It'll be the elastic uh, waistbanded pants tonight. <laughs> Put it that way. And we're back on there again next afternoon. We're back next Saturday, of course, yeah. That's right, another game that we'll be looking to win, but also, well, obviously, we'll do an all games, but an opposition we would hope to beat. Um, and opposition that we all want to, because let's be honest, last season, they kind of messed us around. Well, I I shouldn't say that. They messed our plans. No, no, I think Maiden had a nice on that. I like him. Um, so I didn't mean that. Um, 
but Robin Ryan's first ever game, and then we lost. And then when they came to the race course as well, they were supposed to roll over, and they got an equaliser and drew. Although they were helped in both games by Paul Mullen getting a red card, even if in the first game, by Susanna received a red card that Mullen had earned. It was a strange situation that, but. Yeah, we owe them one. They took, they, we took one point out of six against Maidenhead last year. If we could have those five points, Stockport might have had a very different season, wouldn't they? So, yeah. So, very good that. Remember, yesterday's Dragonheart, of course, you can listen to on SoundCloud or any, any app, uh, podcast app, or watch it on YouTube, of course. Uh, there'll be another one out next Friday. And we are looking for uh, questions to come in for a new section that we're trying to mm. sort of run, getting any sort of fan engagement. So, mm. uh, and, well, me and Mark have discussed this off air, but we're going to look at a way that you could maybe even send videos or voice notes, notes into us. Yeah. So we'll, we'll put that out on the usual channels afterwards. Um, but get any questions in using hashtag AskWrexM. Yeah, absolutely. Ask WXM, I should say. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> Sometimes we'll write the whole thing out and then I don't see them until yeah. afterwards. But I... Yeah, excellent stuff for Exxon, a 5-0 away victory. That's what we want, isn't it? Nice one. So, from me, Mark Griffiths, Bill Long, that's him, and him, Neil Williams, from Wrexham AFC, it's goodbye. Come and listen to a story about an unnamed Ben. We'd like to throw a long throw in now and then. Very good, Mark. <laughs> You're in the wrong profession, <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to work in this, but my language is quite lewd. But I'm going to go home and have a bit of food. Hey. Burgers, that you is. Homemade. Every week. The fries. Every week. <laughs> well, the next thing you know, Ryan Reynolds a millionaire. The kinsfolk said, Ryan, move away from there. They said Northern Wales is a place you want to be. So he loaded up his truck and he drove to Ponky. Hey. <laughs> Adios, muchachos.